listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from Edmond, Oklahoma, where I'm documenting the fall of the Republic. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma, where I am just, just experimenting with all the sicknesses they're throwing out there just seeing what making sure i know what's out there i'm andrew hoffman (laughs) so i think i'm just breathing in the chemtrails just yeah whatever they're whatever they're spraying Remember, about a month or two ago, this is the same conversation reverse. Yeah, this is yeah. we're we're talking about the the five G tower outside my house. So, yeah. and now I'm like, I got better, and then it got worse, and I've never been this lethargic. And it, it just it it it's a little bit frustrating to be in yours or my shoes, or probably our listeners too, and to continue to get sick because it's like we understand that it's not like some you know like ignorance is bliss right like we understand it's like not not some common cold like something else is happening because well it just clearly is it's, yeah, we're, it's, we're not ignoring reality here right yeah we're we're being poisoned yeah and yeah my my daughter who my older daughter doesn't get sick very much at all and she went to school she started last week had a full week and then Saturday morning was sick and is still sick. hasn't been to school this week. So big old cell tower outside her school too. But it's, hmm. I well, wasn't cra- wasn't crazy about that. But it, it's it's what you said though. It's like experimenting with all the different sicknesses because it's wild, right? Like we yeah. we talked about for over a year. We talked about all these symptoms and different ways to cure them and different supplements you can do. And all of a sudden, you get you know waylaid by this thing and it's like okay i'm gonna hit it with you know everything like the this and that and this and that again i think going back i think i told you the only thing i i noticed a huge difference i mean i did ivermectin all kinds of stuff but the only thing i noticed a huge difference on was just 
taking melatonin before sleep and then sleeping like eight to ten hours if I could. Yeah. And that was, that's so I got better pretty quickly after I was like, hey, this is the only thing that seems to be helping. I did the nebulizer with the peroxide and the iodine. I did did quite a few things and yeah i think i you know who knows maybe some of them worked uh it's just it's tough when you start throwing all kinds of things at it yeah then you don't know what you don't know which one worked yeah and then if you get better it's like well did i get better naturally or did any of that stuff help me get better quicker it's just yeah it's tough it's tough and i think yeah i I think the sleep is a and i've always I've had issues with sleep for a while with the Lyme disease. Yeah. With the Lyme disease stuff, but yeah, now it's like, you know, wake up with your <laughs> having to sneeze and blow your nose for two hours. It's like, oh that's that's a fun five of the morning start to the day. There. Oh, that's tough. So, that's but tough. uh no, we I'm probably over prepared as far as clips go, so we should probably Jump into some clips. Well, I, I wanted to go clips. back to my intro. I, I know that a lot of people like to make the ties between uh, the Roman Empire falling and the United yes. States falling, which I think are both tied in certain ways. Both republics, I think. Uh, both, you know, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of. Uh, well, the very powerful, powerful militarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very and wealthy. then. Uh, then the money gets screwed up, yep. and then the morality gets screwed up, and then it falls apart. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not dynasty. It's like empire. Empire. It's a, yeah. Both wor- kind of world empire type of deals. So anyway, I was reading today, and I was kind of surprised to learn that uh, grilled cheese restaurants, one of the signs that Rome was falling, like the... the they were killed. They were killing. <laughs> no. Christ, they were killing Christians. The money went terrible, and then they actually had gr- establishments that were just grilled cheese restaurants. And I, 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 I went to one today here in Edmond, <laughs> and I can confirm, truly a downfall of civilization. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm going to have to fact check. <laughs> The uh, claim of grilled cheese sandwiches in bro, the Roman Empire, bro. Don't fact check me, bro. Don't fact. <laughs> I check believe me. the Earl of Sandwich was uh, quite a bit later and not. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, so just looking for a quick place to eat. I mean, they had cheese. We worked yeah. all day today, <laughs> my wife and I, and just just working our working on stuff, doing this, doing that, just running around like crazy, and it was time to eat food and. She didn't feel like cooking. I didn't feel like cooking. I didn't feel like doing dishes. It's like, let's just go grab something. And there are many, many choices around here. And I headed in a direction that I thought was the right direction to get some food at a certain spot. But I was one street over from where I thought I was Ooh. going. And then we passed this, like, hey, this is a grilled cheese restaurant. And I'm like, oh, what's it? You know, was this, this the this one that was tr- on Shark Tank? Like yes, the mac yes. and cheese or whatever. Exactly, that's yeah. exactly what it is. So the wife sees that, and she's and I'm like, I lift my eyebrows. I'm like, well, at least the kids will eat it because, you know, going to a restaurant sometimes the kids won't eat whatever you're ordering. So oh, I'm familiar. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> so we go in, and sure enough, it's like, hey, have you ever been here before? We're, we were on Shark Tank. There's no one there. No one there. Should have been my first clue, but uh, yep. absolutely mediocre, horrible 
absolutely mediocre sandwiches, horrible cheese. I, I can't believe I, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for myself that I went there. I'm embarrassed I spent my own money. I'm embarrassed that after tip it was like pushing fifty dollars for four people. Oh no way! It's wow. just it's terrible. Ter- Meanwhile, you know what I tried to drive to? Chipotle. 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 I would have been. I would have been thirty bucks. Yeah. Boom. Healthy. Good guacamole. Like I'm ready to go. But no, no. I spent fifty dollars on the world's worst sandwiches. Anybody else out there? Don't ever get a grilled cheese sandwich. Grilled cheese restaurant. I. I, yeah. I told my wife. I'm like, yeah. This is. It's clearly the sign of a, the decline of an empire. And she kept telling me, she's like, dude, just go get the. They have a donut grilled cheese, which is a donut cut in half with grilled cheese in the middle of it um and she and i said the only reason to get the grilled cheese the donut grilled cheese would be to talk about it on the show that we're doing later tonight she's like look i'll give you three dollars i'm like nah i already made enough bad choices i i I would like (laughs) i can't have a donut grilled cheese for lunch when i want some uh some tums some calcium did they give you a a choice of cheeses or was it just all lousy American cheese or something. Uh, mostly lousy American cheese. I think I got the uh, the uh, the kind of rare, you know, order of the mozzarella. I got like a Philly cheesesteak okay. imitation. Some gray yeah. meat. It was it was all bad. I don't I don't recommend anybody go there. I'm disappointed. I went. It's. Uh, I think I like myself less, and my stomach definitely. <laughs> my stomach definitely likes me less too. So yeah, I would. No, I would Chipotle would have. It's funny when away. you when you said you were trying to go somewhere. I was like, oh, if it was me, I'd be going to Chipotle over there. <laughs> <laughs> sure Although enough. I've I've kind of convert you know our our after church to go meal is usually Qdoba because it's so closer it's, closer. No, uh, we just it just kind of. I think we both like it better, actually. But oh, there's the sweet sweet pork or whatever they got there. They got this. Yeah, I do usually get the pork. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think. Well, it's uh, this is Revelations Radio News, and mainly we just talk. That's about been food talk. Bad so, restaurants and being sick, both you, all in the first few minutes. If you've made it this far and you don't need tums, let's get going. Do Some you clips. well? Do you know what's even worse than bugs? Or then grilled cheese. I ruined the punchline. Dang it. We'll, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> the only thing worse than grilled cheese is bugs. So let's... Okay. Uh, this is kind of actually non-related to the Alex Jones rants that I was going for. Okay. Uh, and I did clip. I've got those too. But it reminded me, I'm like, oh, this was like old Alex Jones. This is like, you know, 10 years ago where he, you actually learned stuff from listening to Alex Jones. Mm. Is that, Mm -hmm. you know, he also used to have really good guests he would learn stuff from. So uh, let's do the Alex Jones uh, Bugs and Chitin clip. I thought that was Chitlin, the way it's written there. Uh, he, I had to look it up. All right. So it's he says it wrong, but it, the the g- general consensus, I believe, is chitin. And I'm so frustrated in myself because I knew this years ago. And when I've talked about this subject, I have just pointed out that it's authoritarian and designed to bankrupt farms and ranches and is about the cult making you do outrageous things. You'll own nothing. You'll have nothing. You'll like it. 
And that's, you will eat the bugs. But I saw a video yesterday, and I did research for about two hours last night, in the mainline studies and the mainline science that the exoskeletons of bugs, remember we have endoskeletons inside, we're mammals. Exoskeletons are a very hard molecular structure that is a glutenoid. And it's on average, depending on the insect, a thousand times more potent than the most processed gluten. So if you think you get sick once you become gluten intolerant because of the wheat being bred to not be natural, this is a thousand times at least more toxic than the most processed gluten there is. So the least of our problem is they're trying to phase out beef. It's what they're trying to make us eat in its stead. Everybody knows that soy lowers testosterone and causes a lot of physical problems, especially soy that leaves the core of the soybean in it. But chitin is what the exoskeletons of bugs, whether it's a cockroach or whether it is a June bug or whether it is a grasshopper, it's the hard exoskeleton of the bugs, and it is super toxic to humans. Humans are designed by God. We have instincts. We think a strawberry looks delicious. A papaya looks delicious. A banana looks delicious. A steak, a, a, a roasted piece of chicken, it looks delicious. It smells good. We're revolted by bugs because we're not supposed to eat bugs because it gives you cancer and autoimmune disease. And I have the studies, a stack of them right here. And so now in supermarkets around the world, cricket and grass, grasshopper protein, it's not protein, it's weaponized gluten, chitin, and its effects on inflammatory and immune responses. Of course, eating bugs with hard shells. I read this 25 years ago in big studies that they use in red dye. Most was produced in India the exoskeleton of beetles, and that's how they make a lot of the red dye that they call biological, but it causes all sorts of ADD, ADHD in children, all sorts of health problems. That's just the coloring out of beetles. Imagine ingesting this as your main protein diet. It's a death sentence, just like the COVID shot attacks your immune system. It's the same thing. So regular or meat-based how Burger King is making vegan Whoppers the norm. Regular is the, quote, non-cow-based, most of it insect, and soy. If you're a man wanting to grow breasts, this is the way to do it. And they're just slipping it in because soon the beef won't be available. But what will be available? Chitin. Here's a molecular structure of it from Wikipedia. You can go read about it. For yourself, the etymology, the chemistry, the physical properties, a biological function. It is a super concentrated form of gluten used in industrial processes. It's used in producing plastics, you name it. And they're going to make you eat it and put it in the school lunch program. What an incredible attack. I mean, we don't give out like clip of the day on this show <laughs> like they do on No Agenda, but I, I, I don't know. That might be the clip of the day that I wish, maybe we should all go home after that one, folks. That's yeah. I mean, it's 
it, it kind of reminded me of like, oh yeah, that's why I used to <laughs> listen to Alex Jones a lot. You know, it wasn't so much the the occasional crazy rant, although those are great too. But the you know, he actually learned something, and that put two things together that I already knew. You know, that they're trying to poison us, and that there's an agenda to make us eat the bugs. Oh, there's an element of why they want us to eat the bugs because that's toxic for us too. So Mm. not just, you know, not just gross. So, so I've got another, you know, five second clip that was taken out of that one. And it's, uh, we're revolted by bugs because we're not supposed to eat bugs. There you go. So that's the evergreen. Well, let's put that in our our folder. Yeah. when we ask uh, Alex Jones, uh, should we eat the bugs? We're revolted by bugs because we're not supposed to eat bugs. There you go. Alex Jones, what do you think about inflation? <laughs> we're revolted by bugs. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so, so the, yeah. I'd, the other one, so the big controversy that I was kind of looking up was... Alex Jones turns against Trump and then Alex Jones takes it all back and cowers before Trump. Like these were stories that were out there. And so I'm like, all right, I want to hear, I I saw the video he put out where it was like a direct message to Trump, which I have. So, okay, here we go. Alex Jones here issuing an emergency warning to president Trump. Not a warning out of any desire to hurt you, President Trump, but to save your important legacy and hopefully ensure you can get back into the White House coming up in 2024. We know the election was stolen. We know the deep state's trying to set you up any way they can. We understand that you are a lion surrounded by hyenas. But the number one issue that is going to end up biting you in the ass like nothing else is the experimental shot that Fauci and Bill Gates and Burks and the rest of them convinced you would actually save millions of lives and get the economy going when they had brought out their lockdowns. I know why you did it. You've done so many other great things for this nation, and I admire you and I appreciate you, and I want to support you for president. But Ron DeSantis is coming out and admitting that the vaccines don't work because now the CDC and others have been forced to admit that. Even as now even the CDC is backhandedly acknowledging that the shots aren't preventing people from getting infected. We have Deborah Burks coming out and saying she knew the COVID vaccine wouldn't protect. We have Walensky the current head of the CDC coming out and saying that they were wrong about all this. We made some pretty public mistakes and we need to own them. This admission came after the CDC received the findings of an external review she ordered of the agency. The CDC says the review found the agency's COVID guidance was confusing and overwhelming. But you are still out there saying, no, it's great and you're proud of it. Now that they've admittedly set you and America and the world up with an experimental drug they rolled out, of gene therapy against the general public, it is critical for you to decouple from these people like Bolsonaro and other leaders like Victor Orban have done saying, hey, at first we were for this, we thought it might help, but now we know it doesn't work, it's a fraud, and we need to put the brakes on this. President Trump, I care about you. 
I know you mean well, you're a very smart man, but they're coming after six-month-old and up babies with these dangerous shots. So he sends that out to uh, President Trump, former President Trump. I think you're muted, Andrew. Oh, I'm muted. Uh, that So that's what I saw, and that started me on the quest to... Because then he goes on to say, like, uh, listen, you know, the first half of the show yesterday, I explained everything. So I went back and listened to that. And then that also was not the original clip. That was kind of like attempt number one at explaining himself a little bit. The one I sent? The one I just played? No. No, that was that was attempt number two. Okay, interesting. So, so then I, I'm like, I want to hear the original statement. So uh, the intro, this was Wednesday. The uh, Wednesday would have been the 17th. Okay. So Wednesday the 17th, Thursday the 18th are the, the episodes in, in question there. Um, anyway, I, I liked his intro. I think he, he coined something we could use. So just play the, uh, Alex Jones team freedom intro there. There's no turning. Whoa. Too loud. Sorry. No, it's my bad. Back now. We've chosen which side we're on. Team freedom or team demon. We are now inside the operational phase of global, cultural, and economic societal collapse and the mass forced depopulation that has already begun, according to all major insurance actuaries. Record deaths in every Western country that has taken the experimental injections. Incredible time to be alive. So that's how yeah, Team Freedom or Team Demon. So I think that's a, a pretty good uh, <laughs> delineation. Those would be the two sides of the fence there. Um, but uh, so that's, you know. Team, that's, team Freedom is brilliant, too, because it uses their, uh, wep- it's like a weaponization of their, you know, it uses a word. It, it's It's like the establishment's yeah. way of prop- doing propaganda. Like, you can't be against Black Lives right. Matter because Black Lives Matter. Clearly, yeah, I'm totally, I, I totally agree. But like, They're called Antifa. That's yeah, literally they're, anti-fascist. They're the good guys. You could tell they're the good, that they're the good oh, what, guys. Are you because pro-fascist? Yeah, they're the good guys because you can tell they have a good guy name. Like, yeah. ignore that they set fire to the courthouse and but, tried to, you know, kill, you know, kill some guy with a flag. They, they're anti-fascist. It's good. They're good. I've I've seen two different government training videos where the bad guys in the drill on monkey bars. So they do monkey bars. Are yelling oh, freedom? Oh, like that's all they're saying. Oh like wow, the, that's great. The, the evil people that have to be kept down and controlled are just saying like freedom. So had, they're they're trying to make it a dirty word, which is interesting too. But I had a daydream the other day. It's like. Me and Thomas Jefferson. I was just like, <laughs> look around. Like this is this is insane, right? Like, so is he, this what he, you had in mind with he, the, he, all the independent farmers? No, and he passed. He passed landowners. He, and, he passed the joint back to me, and he's like, "This is literally the government that we warned you about." <laughs> oh wait, sorry. I guess I was by myself in the car. Never mind. Never mind. Let's move on. No. <laughs> all right. So let's play the. 
what I think is the original clip that started all this. Alex Jones endorses Ron DeSantis part one. Ah, okay. Not original, part one. Yeah, part one. Got it. But the good news is this. We have leaders like Ron DeSantis, and we have leaders like Bolsonaro and Victor Orban and others that understand what's going on. Now I'll say this. I like Donald Trump, and I know the system doesn't like him, and I know I've been persecuted like nothing in my life for supporting him. And that made me kind of pig-headedly support him a few years ago, even though I disagreed with his warp speed, because I thought that we had to keep him in office because of the nightmare scenario if Hillary or Biden got in back before they were officially running. But that said, I am supporting DeSantis. DeSantis is just gone from being awesome to being unbelievably good. And I don't just watch a man's actions, as Christ said, judge a tree by his fruits. I can also look in his eyes on HD video, and I see the real sincerity father and a husband who loves his children in this country, and that he's getting red-pilled more and more each day. And that he's white-pilled about the future if we stand up, but he's black-pilled if we don't. He has basic self-preservation instincts, and I'm a DeSantis guy. And if we can use DeSantis' leadership to get Trump back on the straight and narrow, that's all the better. But Trump will not talk about his poison vaccines anymore. That's a plus. But he still says he won't say the V word, but he's still proud of it. DeSantis came out in a press conference yesterday. We're going to play clips of next segment. And the whole thing's on Infowars.com. I suggest you go watch it. It's about 45 minutes long. We're going to play a little three-minute clip when we come back where he annihilates Big Pharma, he annihilates the biomedical police state, and he annihilates the lies that they've told about it, and he says he was wrong and he was lied to, and the vaccine doesn't help you, it hurts you. That's all Trump needs to do is say, I was lied to by Burks and Fauci, and they were holding the country hostage, and I thought it was a regular vaccine, and... It turns out, you know, they shouldn't be pushing it on children. They shouldn't be making people take it. He's already saying that. But he needs to come out all the way and say, I was lied to and decouple his pig-headed butt that I still love. He's he's real. He's just pig-headed. And that's a positive thing when he's fighting for us. It's not when he won't admit he's wrong. Bolsonaro apologized and said it was bad from the start. I shouldn't have halfway supported it, though I was never for forced injection. And now DeSantis has come out in a bunch of speeches and said, this is bad news. That's all we want so we can stop poisoning the newborn babies and the six-month-olds and everybody. And they got public schools all over blue cities and blue states trying to make the injections mandatory to go to school. So I choose children over Trump, and I'm going to say it. I'm not going to get sucked into politics and just support Trump because I hate the Democrats. If Trump doesn't come out, against these shots, and if he doesn't stand with the children, and if he doesn't go on the offense to admit there's major problems, then I'm, I'm really caught between a rock and a hard place because I don't want Kamala Harris or Michael Obama or any of those people, and I know you don't, but I cannot 
support Trump when the evidence is out that it's killing all these people and maiming others. All right, so that was, I think, the original original section. And in the next part, you'll hear the Ron DeSantis clip that he wanted to play that he was so impressed with where DeSantis annihilates Big Pharma, quote. Uh, and when we play that, tell me if you're as impressed with Ron DeSantis as, Donald, or as uh, Alex Jones is. He, yeah, I know. He he just gets excited. So it's which one is it now? Here, Desantis clip. It's the uh, just it says the original clip. Yeah. I mean, he just gets excited. Like like if Ron Desantis would uh, acknowledge Alex Jones and say, "I have great respect for your work. I think you're like Alex Jones, not because he's he, like." He just gets excited, right? Like the next day, he'd be like, "All right, Ron DeSantis should be king of the world forever." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's how that's how Trump he went on his show and kissed his butt. Uh, you have a great, stellar, stellar, amazing reputation. Ever since, <laughs> ever since then, Alex Jones, who wasn't Republican or Democrat, all of a sudden like, "I'm for Trump. This guy's the real deal." Because he went on his show and he kissed his butt a little bit and just you know, Donald Trump, he knows how to play the game. He knows how to be a good guest. He he compliments the host. He you know he wins over the audience. Yeah. He he says the things that that audience wants to hear. And it, I feel like Jones just kind of goes with it. He falls for it. And now we got DeSantis in the same sort of deal. But DeSantis has that that uh, rare manly quality that I don't think Trump has that. Uh, Alex Jones just is in love with like he just loves a man's man you know warrior type that you know was former military or whatever you know always talking about his family was in NASA and CIA and all that stuff but anyway (laughs) well yeah you're you're uh don't spoil the punchlines. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> America and the world absolutely must have is leaders like Ron DeSantis to come out against these poison shots and say we were lied to and reverse this depopulation we are witnessing. DeSantis is, again, just over the top with what he's doing. This is absolutely presidential material. This is what Trump should be like. And I've been hammering this point. And he's doing it now, and we have someone that is better than Trump, way better than Trump. And I want Trump to decouple himself from the poison shot now, but I'm not going to sit here and hold my breath. Here is DeSantis in the best two and a half minutes out there nailing these bastards. And what was right now, people are doing, looking at the, the research, they're saying, oh, man, the masks uh, will hurt the kids. Now, we we banned the masks in Florida um, uh, with, with the legislature, with the Parents' Bill of Rights and, and, and other actions. But, you know, the reality is that was not grounded in data. It was not grounded in evidence. It was basically the current thing. You know, people would put in their Twitter profile a mask and a, and a, and a syringe, and that was like their identity. And it was ridiculous. They lied to us about the mRNA shots. They said if you take it, you will not get COVID. That is false. That is not true. And they continue to say, even now when the evidence is so overwhelming, uh, that not only is that not true, people that have multiple boosters, you know, you're a, you're definitely at risk of getting it. There's no question about that. So, so it's just time and time again, I think you've seen ideology placed over 
over data and evidence. And then what happens is, is that they will say something like, okay, six weeks of masks will end COVID. So that's what they claim. It doesn't happen. And then what they'll do is they will kind of move the goalposts and say, well, you know, only 95% wore it. So now, and they will constantly uh, try to shift because they will never admit that their ideology was, was incorrect. So that's very, very dangerous when you're looking at all these things. So that's a problem with our society that we're grappling with. And what I've said in the state of Florida, because we've taken on woke corporations, we've taken on ESG. Obviously, in the classroom, we've battled a lot of ideologies. But what I've said is that the state of Florida is the state, uh, is the place where woke goes to die. Uh, we are not going to let this state... We're not going to let this state descend into some type of woke dumpster fire. We're going to be following <laughs> common sense. We're going to be following, um, you know, facts, and that's just really, really important. So, anyways, thank you guys for being here. God bless you all. Well, God has given us the Santas. Make no mistake about that. And I got a message for President Trump. You are the real president. We're reelected by a landslide. I have fought for you. 95% of what you've done has been incredible. You have amazing courage and energy, and I respect you. But if you continue to let this poison be pushed on our people and our children, I'm coming after you. I'm not risking my life and going through hell to sit here and then have it on my conscience, all these dead and dying children and others that are taking your stupid, evil, warp speed crap that you got fooled and roped into. But we all just heard DeSantis. He says, we now know we were lied to. That's the Rubicon you're crossing right now, Trump. We all know, you know, it doesn't work and it's a lie and it's poisonous. The side effects are the real effect. And so I want everybody to call Marlago, call their information line. Call Trump's resorts. He'll get the word. Everybody I know that talks to Trump, in fact, I could probably get a hold of him and say, what are you doing? Stop it. What do you think you've been a part of? Decouple now. Reject it now. And you will be forgiven. We don't think you did this on purpose. But if you continue, then you're doing it on purpose. The evidence is overwhelming. We're not going to allow you to join the New World Order and destroy us and depopulate us, Trump. Hmm. I agree with I agree with all the <laughs> I agree with all the Trump bashing parts. I just don't I'm not buying the DeSantis is taking on Big Pharma parts. Yeah. Yeah, he's still he, like it wasn't like a month ago. He still backed down and ordered some monkeypox vaccines. Like he said he wasn't going to, and then still ordered like a certain amount of them. I think you, in order to be around, you still got to play ball with Trump and the vaccine. I feel like that's that's. Uh, I mean that that really. Sh I mean, twenty twenty really is a thorn in his side. What he did, how he handled that, he kind of acted like he was going to do something about the. You know, well, we'll be back open by Easter. It'll be, it'll be everything will be fine. We'll be back open by Easter. You know, this Fauci, he's fine, and we'll, we'll just figure it out. And then, right. same thing with the election. Well, you know, they're doing the thing, and we're looking around, and we're looking at different stuff. And 
you know, here's Giuliani with some hair dye dripping down his forehead uh, on <laughs> yeah. on One America News or whatever. Yeah, the, Ju- Giuliani will hunt down those dead people that voted in Pennsylvania, yeah. and that'll fix. I mean, it just yeah. he just. I don't know, man. I, but I feel like that's where you see the compromise with the Trump. You see that right there with the vaccine, because this guy, not a big vaccine guy. No, we were. No, remember, man. we were. We, we were. We were. The- yeah, we were smitten with him early on. We thought, holy, this guy wants to put RFK in, up in there, in yep. charge of vaccines. And Bill Gates is like, mm, don't do that. Mm-mm, not a good idea. And we've played the RFK clips talking about that whole experience where they they set up the commission and put yep. him in a room that was 100 degrees and that was it yep and the and trump early on 2013 2014 2015 he's talking about you know it's autism thing it's real crazy and you know there are a lot of people who Kids have going for their vaccines and then all they, they come, come out, out they autism. have autism, autism. And he said that you know, just like his nine eleven. You know, things were wrong on that day, and right. I, I think I don't think it necessarily was Bin Laden. I mean, he's that's the real him. But all of a sudden, his tune changed. I don't know when they did it. Was it September, right before the uh, event two hundred one, when they signed the adult mandatory vaccine kind of bill into? It wasn't mandatory, but like adult vaccine schedule, they signed this bill to kind of accelerate it in case of a pandemic in like September, right before two hundred one, in twenty nineteen. Yeah. I don't know when it was, or if they, you know that when they sprung it on him and Burks and and Fauci show up. Fauci stepped down two days ago. I know you're heartbroken. Looks like they need a they need <laughs> no, a new he face step, for this. Thing. He didn't step down. He retired. No. What? No. I actually did. I put a statement in here anyway. His statement was that at the end of December, he is. He's stepping down from his current position mm-hmm. to start the next stage of his career. The guy's over 80 years old. Why don't you just retire? Oh, no. No. He's got, he's got a big payoff coming, that next stage of his career. It's, I don't know whether it's like directly pharma. It'll probably be a foundation deal, uh, you know. Uh, maybe for the UN, maybe something like that. But yeah, it's all right. I could jump into just vaccine stuff, but I want to wrap up your your Trump on the vaccine. What what else well, you got for us, and so what's kind of your summary statement? Because I just rambled a bit for it. But I, like I said, I think that's where Trump really showed his true colors in 2020. And yeah, I was still a fan through most of the pandemic because you know he was he clear. Uh, I hate to say this. I, I really hate to say this. But that blonde woman who you really started to like at the end of his term, and I can't remember her name. Uh, it's not Colbert. It's uh, the the tall, blonde Republican. What is her name? Come on. I have no idea who you're talking about. The woman. The, 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 the author. The spokesperson? Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter. Oh, Ann Coulter. Oh, yeah. Ann Coulter, the one thing that you said that she said that really stuck to stuck with me throughout 2020 was somebody should let Trump know he's the president of the United States. Yeah, she was on that from pretty much pretty soon after he got elected. She's like, uh, why isn't he doing all the things that he said he was going to do? And why are people letting him get away with that? I, I'm no fan of hers, but that's dead on. 
I mean, that is yep. dead on, and that's how it felt. And with throughout the whole thing, throughout the vaccine, you know, insanity, throughout the masks, throughout the... Uh, if he really wanted the wall, he would have said, I'm not signing anything till, the, till it includes the wall. Yep. And that would have been the end of it, you know. He would have got it done. But no, he let it drag out for a couple of years so it could be used as a as a midterms issue. And then, oh, no, we lost, and now we can't do it. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's the same thing that the Biden administration is doing, you know, with all the stuff they promised, like the student loan thing. It's Now it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's going he's gonna to forgive some of that student loan debt that he said he would. Uh, but, oh, yeah, poor th- There'll probably be more, you know, depending on how the midterm elections go. It's- I actually saw a headline recently that said, it's like, it was insane. The whole headline was made up, but it was crazy. It was like, 57% of Americans are worried that if Biden forgives student loans, it'll cause more inflation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, nobody, nobody's worried about that. No. Nobody, no. nobody thinks that that's going to happen, and I know you're not going to cancel it. It's what a what a what a dumb what a dumb cheap trick. Like, just how, how dumb are people? Oh yeah, yeah he's, a, gonna, he's gonna uh, Trump's, well, Trump. Trump uh, sends out mean tweets. This guy's gonna forgive my student loans. I'm in. Because where go. exactly would that money that forgives the student loans go? Oh, it goes to the banks. So oh. put it up out of nothing, and then just give it to the banks. So it's a another bank bailouts. What a student loan forgiveness is because they're they're not getting the money from you know the people with the 100 grand of student debt and a minimum wage job aren't paying any student loans back i can tell you that yeah Yeah. so it doesn't matter you know how much you threaten them or what have you they just don't have the money so but uh yeah so my takeaway though is First of all, I mean, Alex Jones, the talent level <laughs> as a talk show host, uh, still way up there. I mean, he's not quite as good as he used to be. I had to take out a bunch of pauses and stuff like that in his in his talking there. But, uh, you know, the Bugs rant, the we won't even play the other one. It's a little too gross, but, uh, you know, he... He's still got it, but the discernment factor, like, okay, you think Elon Musk is all the way on our side? You think Ron DeSantis is all the way on our side and nothing, just full support? No, no worries. It's like, come on, man. Come on, man. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's, that's pretty much what I wanted to cover there because it's the, you know, we will probably have to do more politics. I did vote today. Did you vote today, Tim? I did not. No. Oh, probably yeah. should. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah, all all the candidates that I voted for in the original primary lost, and so now it was like, okay, now it's a runoff between two candidates you didn't vote for before. So. Well. We'll have to keep an eye on that and see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, all right, I got I got a clip. Uh, I've been listening to uh, a little bit of Jimmy Dore lately. Jimmy Dore is pretty funny. 
you know, and the the thing about Jimmy Dore and his show right now is that he, you know, he was a liberal. <laughs> he was. Well, he is a liberal. But... He, he is. Okay. He, yeah, yeah, he is. Okay. Sure. He is a liberal in a classical sense. Right. <laughs> he is not woke. Uh, and he took the vaccine. So, and he's, he's kind of funny. So this guy who took the vaccine, who is a liberal is like, you know, he's got buyer's remorse and he's looking around like, what are these people talking about? <laughs> like these woke yeah. people are nuts. How are they ignoring everything that's going on with the vaccine? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's entertaining as heck to listen to because well, he, he, he realizes the error of his ways and he is, it's just, I don't know. It just makes for an extra element of, uh, intrigue when you, when you listen to his stuff. It's not somebody who I already know all their beliefs. Does that make sense? Right. No, I, um, just real, real quick, the classical liberal is like libertarian. Oh, but, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a good but point. So this is like he, okay. So he's a liberal he's a, from like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, he's an old school <laughs> liberal that like still believes in free speech and stuff, you know? <laughs> against big pharma and wars and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, I think we played his rant where he was. You know, I didn't take I didn't take the vaccine because I trusted big pharma. I took it because I trusted my doctor. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But, no, and, uh, and that's the stuff that's gold. When you really, yeah. because it helps me get a pulse on just people who are waking up, but also just like what his thought process was ahead of it. But yeah. anyway, he's got some great clips. This one is where <laughs> he plays the clips from the CEO of Moderna. And then does some commentary on it. But oh, nice. uh, did you know Moderna is, uh, they got a problem. Nobody nobody wants their vaccines now. Hmm. I wonder why. I'm here with Jackson Hinkle, the most censored man on YouTube. And we're talking about this. <laughs> Clay Travis went viral with this tweet. He was talking about the CEO of Moderna, talking about how he's upset. They have to throw out 30 million of their vaccines. You want to hear it? Here it is. It's, it's sad to say I'm in the process of throwing 30 million doses into the garbage because nobody wants them. So he's in the process. I'll translate it for you, even though he's speaking English. <laughs> he said he's in the process of throwing away 30 million doses of vaccine because nobody wants them. Okay, here we go. It just took a little while. People started watching the Jimmy Dore show, I guess. Here we go. It's, it's sad to say I'm in the process of throwing 30 million doses into the garbage because nobody wants them. Uh, we have a big demand problem. We right now have... I don't know if you heard what he said. We have a big demand problem. Meaning there's no nobody wants their vaccines. Look at how concerned that woman is. She's so... <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, that this, woman's face. This is very bad. <laughs> yeah, we're... You know, because I don't know if you know, but that shirt cost cost that cost fifteen thousand dollars. So that's why she's upset. She's like, "What? I'm gonna have to start buying regular clothes." Here we go. Uh, governments, we tried to contact not only Seth, who's doing great work with his team, trying to get demand into the countries, but also we contacted through the. So I don't know if you heard what he said. He said we're doing a very hard work, not only with Seth, who's doing a great job trying to increase demand in other countries. Seth, just keep that in mind. Seth is trying to create. Create demand in other countries. Washington's in, the embassies in Washington, every country, and nobody wants to take them. It's, it's sad to say. I'm in the process of throwing... So let's watch it without me stopping it. It's, it's sad to say. 
I'm in the process of throwing 30 million doses into the garbage because nobody wants them. Uh, we have a big demand problem. We right now have uh, governments, we try to contact, not only Seth, who is doing great work with his team trying to get demand into the countries, but also we contacted through the Washington's in, the embassies in Washington, every country, and nobody wants to take them. It's, it's So who is Seth that he's talking about? He's talking about this guy, Seth Berkeley. And who is Seth Berkeley? He's the CEO of Gavi. What is Gavi? Gavi is the Vaccine Alliance. So you would think that these are good people, right? You go, oh, Vaccine Alliance, what do they do? Well, they help vaccinate half the world's children against deadly and debilitating diseases. They sound like good people. They're going to help half the world. But what if you just heard what Jagoff from Moderna said, that guy who's the head of this, his job is trying to gin up demand for this guy's vaccine, so... That's what's going on. That's that's you, th- you think they're all good people. No, they're all part of a cabal. They're all drug dealers trying to gin up demand. Hey, I don't know. Why don't you go distribute Kraken in the inner cities in Los Angeles? See if you guys could start a start some demand for it. So why do you think Moderna had to get rid of 30 million vaccines? Oh, maybe it's because of this. Young men's myocarditis risk five times higher with Moderna than with the Pfizer vax. I, you know, you know Pfizer's new uh, new advertising campaign is we're five times safer than Moderna. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. But Canadian study finds that. So there it is. Young men's myocarditis risk five times higher with Moderna than versus. Want to hear? Here's stats. Here's the goddamn stats. Cases of myocarditis or periocarditis were highest in men ages 18 to 24, reaching almost 300 cases per million. Is that a low number to you? If you were one of the 300, it wouldn't be. So after a second dose of Moderna, 300 people had myocarditis or pericarditis as compared to 59.2 cases per million from Pfizer. So you see that? So that's a lot less. So they're a lot. Woof. I can't do math, but I think that's three times higher or four times. That's almost four times higher. 400% increase. Again, I'm not a math surgeon, so check me on these numbers. And that's from the JAMA network, which sounds like a great band. But it's not. JAMA stands for the Journal of American Medicine Association or something like that, I think. Something like that. Uh, I'll ask Suri if if anybody cares. Hey, Suri, (laughs) what does JAMA stand for? Okay. I found this on the web. The Journal of of American Medical. I was right. I I will check it out. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Okay. It worked. Uh, okay. Want to know something else? In this group of men, an eight-week interview interval or a longer lowered the second dose risk. So they figured that out after they gave out millions and millions and millions of doses of the vaccine. They then figured out, oh, we should have a longer interval in between. So when I got my vaccine from Moderna, they told me to wait four weeks. So I only waited four weeks. Now they find out you should actually wait eight weeks. 
Jimmy, you froze there. Did you say you got Moderna? Yes, I got the Moderna. Yeah. Um, and now they're, thought, now, now they're saying that you should space them out eight weeks. Before, they had said four weeks. Now they just double it. Oh, apparently. Yeah, it sounds like they don't really know what they're talking about. Huh, interesting. <laughs> and it... <laughs> That was a good. That was a great clip. He is. He is funny. He's, no, he, he is know. funny. Yeah, it's it's. He, he does good with the you know, breaking down the clips and making fun of them and what have you. And I think we didn't we play like the original vaccine regret stories from him. Yeah. Uh, I actually, did. I don't know. I think we did. We at least talked about him or whatever. But okay. sorry, this is it's, it's like a. Sub clip of a sub clip of a sub clip, but I've been listening to Grand Theft World. They play a lot of Jimmy Dore. This is Jimmy Dore breaking down the the Moderna CEO. So it's like six degrees of separation, but it's <laughs> but it's still amazing. Uh, and Jimmy Dore is funny because it's you know it's a it's a perspective that is extremely entertaining and intriguing at this point. Is someone who was like, yeah, I'll get I'll get you know I'll go in get right. the the shot. Cool, I got the shot. And then it's like, oh, I'll get the second one. Okay, yeah, sure, I got it. And it's like, you want to get the third one? Like, what? <laughs> I, I don't even know if I like that second one. I feel a little weird lately. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, he, and had, then, he had some problems. Yeah, after. and then starting to wake up and looking around like, hey, what is going on? And I love he just you know. He's just honest. He just he's pretty straightforward right. and honest, and that's where real humor comes from. That's where you can be funny is when yep. you're straightforward and honest, and that's also when it's, you know it makes for interesting listing listening. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Moderna they got Seth trying to gin up the uh, demand. Seth is the uh, head of Gavi, so yep. figure out how to gin up the demand, and maybe they need to, to change to a different you know re- rebrand or something. Change and, to a different. And vaccine. we know that we're we know that Gavi. That their literal mission statement is to generate demand for vaccines. That's, that's their whole job. Yeah, which well, is like, hey, governments, uh, you want some vaccines, and can you mandate them, and you know, distribute them all? And this is another Bill Gates. I thing. was going to say, maybe yeah. it'll be a Fauci. Only, maybe Fauci yeah. will be the head of Gavi after yeah. after this. We'll we'll see, but. Uh, one thing he said there, he's like, oh, you know, vaccinating the the world's kids against, that's good, right? <laughs> it's like, like, well, you might want to look into those vaccines. Uh, I'll, I threw this story in from Steve Kirsch. He says, should you get any vaccines? The data shows that the more you vax, the sicker you are. If you took a hundred percent. If you took 100% of the vaccines they want you to take, you're about 10 times more likely to have medical issues. Oof. That's not a typo. 10x, not 10%. Uh, so when I interviewed Andrew Wakefield, he told me that you were roughly 10 times more likely to be sick if you were vaccinated than with the normal schedule versus the unvaccinated. Here's a link to the paper co-authored by my good friend James Lyons-Weiler, which shows this very clearly. Relative incidence of office visits and cumulative rates of build diagnoses along the axis of vaccination by uh, Paul Thomas and James Lyons-Weiler. So, and everybody wins with the vaccine scam except the people getting vaccinated and their parents, <laughs> right? Yeah. The doctors, all of a sudden, you know, they're like the Maytag repairman with, before vaccines. <laughs> 
and all of a sudden you you got sick kids coming in. You and oh. if they're not sick, they still have to come in because they they wellness gotta get their check. vaccines. Wellness yeah. check. What is a wellness check? Really? Well, you come on. It's like the non-stress test they did for my wife's pregnancy. We're gonna non-stress test. We're gonna non-stress test. My wife always left the non-stress test pre-stressed out every single time. Yeah. Like, oh, monitor your heart rate. Oh, it seems like the baby's heart rate is elevated. Oh, it might be time to induce. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Maybe it's time for a C-section right now. I'm only three weeks pregnant. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Can, can we intervene in an expensive way? It's <laughs> 100%. So the, anyway. So. Yeah. So the wellness check scam. Yeah, the wellness and, check. Come on in. Are you, is, are you doing okay? Let me, this, let, me get, let me shove some stuff in you. This is as we pan the camera around to my bookshelf. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, we don't have cameras. I'm but. excited. Uh, there's a, a book on there called um, How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Doctor. <laughs> and it's, it's written by a doctor. And, and he talks about the scam of... It's an old book, actually. It's you know before all the vaccines they, they do now. But he was, he was saying uh, he had yet to meet the doctor who could diagnose a no-symptom illness at a wellness check. Hmm. So, in other words, if you're not sick, you don't ah, need to go to yes, the doctor. Yes, yes, yeah, I see, I see. But so, that's that's the money maker. You heard about this? And no, no agenda. They were talking about it, and it, I mean, I immediately thought of you. But uh, I think uh, listeners are writing into No Agenda saying they're getting fired from pediatricians. They can't find pediatricians in their area that'll yep. let them not take the, any of the vaccines. And if they do find them, they're overbooked and they can't have you. So then most other pediatricians are like firing them saying, hey, I can't be your doctor. And, like giving them like paperwork saying I'm not your doctor or whatever. And I knew immediately, Andrew, because you kept yep. harping on it and harping on it. What's the reason, Andrew? Let, let everybody at home know. <laughs> The reason is you've got to have 80% of of the kids in your practice fully vaccinated in order to qualify for what's usually about a $40,000 bonus Ah. from the, you know, well, I think originally it comes from, um, I don't know if it's the insurance company or what they pass it through. You know, it's coming from the whole industry there. Yeah, it's not like directly. Doesn't I think say it's, like I think it's actually from the insurance company. But sure, of course, yeah, the insurance company. Yeah, because yeah, vaccines yeah. make everything so so much safer. So if you're forcing all your patients to get vaccinated, they're going to be so much better off, other than letting them make their own decisions. So yeah, that that was us. The first doctor we called uh, here. She's we're yeah. like, hey, you know, we're not doing vaccines. Do you have a problem with that? No, won't see you. And so, for a uh, child with special needs, this is the is the <laughs> is the, uh, the icing on top of that cake for the listeners at home. Oh yeah, there's there's no no excuses there. Uh, but uh, a family doctor, he's not a pediatrician. Was like, oh yeah, that's fine. So he and he is not um, giving my wife a hard time when she's taking the girls in at all so <laughs> in the lead up to that conversation where my 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 uh fists clench and my posture straightens and yeah <laughs> then the, the condescending tone comes out from the doctor yep. and then, then they look at me like 
I just rip their head off when the condescending tone is returned right back to them. See, that's the thing about me, right? That's, I'm a great, great salesperson. And one of the reasons I am is because I tend to emulate the people I'm talking to. Right. Which is good so, when it's a positive which interaction. Which is super good if it's a positive interaction. Yeah. However, if you come in and you're super arrogant or you want to be rude, it's not great. It's not a great reaction. Yeah. <laughs> not everybody's cup of tea. And uh, if you're going to be condescending to me, then I'll be condescending to you. Start spitting out all kinds of facts. And Yeah, I've been fired from doctors before. It's unfortunate. This is, If you go back far enough in this show, I'm not even really sure what to make of vaccines, but in the history of this show but yeah. uh yeah the last uh having kids will really really kick it into overdrive yeah you <laughs> kind of got to figure it out at that yeah. point you know? <laughs> once you go yeah. into the uh the wellness checks and then yeah then covid on top of it it was it was uh it's been interesting so yeah. anyway um so any, so the article people should check it out if they haven't seen it but we won't read the whole thing here but on the jimmy door of basically people who are liberals or people who we wouldn't normally agree with but it turns out they're honest mm-hmm. and you can these are the people we need we need yes. the honest people yes, it doesn't 100%. matter where you start at if you're honest you can have a conversation and you can you can learn yep. you can't learn without being honest about what you know and don't know so yeah. this this uh, uh, RFK junior podcast when i heard the intro and i i kept it i usually don't include the the part where he gives the bio of the guest like play the intro and tell me if this is some someone who you would normally be like oh yeah let's hear what he has to say rfk intro of jeffrey Sachs. hey everybody i'm really delighted today to have an old friend to talk to us, Jeffrey Sachs is the director of the Center for Sustainable Development at Columbia University. He's the president of the United Nations Sustainable Development Solutions Network. He's the winner of the 2015 Blue Planet Prize, a best-selling author, and a chairman of the Lancet's COVID-19 Commission. <laughs> Does that sound like one of our people there? No, no, it <laughs> no. Pretty much the opposite, right? So, I think this is a fascinating story because, um, not so much like what they talk about with like, hey, it looks like the vax, you know, the virus was made in a lab. Like, oh, no kidding. But uh, you know, it's all the stuff that we were talking about right at the beginning, for the most part. Um, I did get some kind of interesting backstory on the inner workings there, but this guy, you know exactly why he was like, oh yeah, this is one of us, right? Like he, and who does he pick to figure out where the virus came from? Peter Dajak. And so the same reaction that I had, everyone assumed this guy was just, in the tank for Fauci and for the rest of them, and it was a, a cover-up. It was another 9-11 commission, right? Well, it turns out, uh, well, he certainly thought, like, oh, the scientists say, you know, it comes from animals, it must come from animals. It's just evolution working out. That's how viruses work. That he 
wasn't brainwashed enough to be in on the well maybe he was too brainwashed he's brainwashed to actually believe this stuff and when people started presenting him with contradictory facts and logic he was open to that and so uh, let's let's see which sax dealing with peter dajak yeah let's uh let's do that so peter dajak is the guy who um and i did not clip this part he has received more grants from fauci than just about anyone and it's all the gain of function stuff. It's all working with the Wuhan lab. Like he is, if you had to say like what one person is responsible, if you buy into that whole narrative anyway, that's, you know, maybe the lie, the lie surrounding <laughs> the original lie, you know, the, the backup lie. But anyway, so this guy, no good. The eco, he's eco health Alliance and directly involved with Wuhan lab. So, yeah, let's let's play the clip because he'll talk about why he chose him. Was lied to so many times. Dasher told me so many things that were not true. Was the opposite of transparent. I had to tell him, well, you can't head this task force, and even later, soon after that, you can't even be on the commission. So I didn't disband the commission. But I did take him off of the task force. And then, <laughs> it's, uh, and it keeps coming, by the way, the task force members were dishonest to me after I was completely clear with them. I want to know what your potential conflicts of interest are. Are you involved with EcoHealth Alliance, with Dashik? Are you involved with Wuhan Institute of Virology? Are you involved with NIH in a way that we should understand that there may be a potential conflict for you? And Bobby, none of them told the truth. Maybe that's not shocking, but it, it, it was surprising to me because these are some of them people that I've known, I would say personal friends in some cases for 20 years. They absolutely did not tell the truth when I asked them clearly, explicitly. So that was one part of the story, my growing oh, dismay, consternation, that something is is really, really wrong about this. <laughs> so I, what I think happened is, you know, everyone involved, Peter Dajak especially, when this guy says like okay you're in charge of figuring out where this thing came from wink wink we want a you know make sure there's no conflicts of interest make sure that you you pick people for your task force who can are uh you know a diverse group of opinions and what have you well dashak just took all his friends but i i think what he thought was oh jeffrey Sachs is in on the is in on the scam and this is part of the cover-up. He, did, he didn't think he actually had to <laughs> do any work or or that uh, this Jeffrey Sachs guy wanted to hear the truth. He was just, he thought he was in on the, hmm. in on the scam. And um, f- from the beginning, we've talked about how 
this was not an issue of like, well, maybe it's naturally developing and maybe just possibly it, it came from a lab. We, we talked about the, the study where they looked at it and it was like a trillion to one that it was anything but uh, made in a lab. And RFK and Jeffrey Sachs go through that evidence in this interview. Uh, but the part I thought was very interesting was that there is a, a phone call between the main suspects that happened right before they came out with the official story um, that admits just the opposite. So let's play the, the February 1st, 2020 phone call clip there. February 1, 2020 is a now notorious secret phone call that uh, Francis Collins and Tony Fauci organized uh, with Jeremy Farrar of Wellcome Trust and a group of virologists. And that group, pretty much all of them said on February 1, hmm, that looks a lot like a lab creation. Not just a lab release, a lab creation. All right, and let's go ahead and play the, the second part of that. Should have had it loaded up, sorry. So the point is on February 1, 2020, uh, the virologist looked at this and said, whoa, whoa, furin cleavage site. That's the only FCS, the only furin cleavage site in a cervical virus that is a SARS-like virus that we know of. And boy, that really suggests maybe someone stuck that in there. Now, as you know, by February 3, the official story was, this is out of nature. And by February 4, the first draft of what became a very influential paper called The Proximal Origins of SARS-CoV-2, which was published in Nature Medicine in March 2020, said, this is absolutely a natural spillover. And by the way, it was that paper that I read that said, yeah, look, the scientists say it's a natural spillover. Uh, it didn't come out of, out of a lab, but it was concocted. So the narrative was concocted within hours, basically, of a first phone call, which held exactly the opposite view. Hmm. Wow. And, you know, that's one of many reasons why Fauci is retiring at the end of the year so that, you know, he doesn't have to go to the congressional hearings where they'll grandstand and pretend that they're going to hold them accountable for what he did. Yeah, it's a changing of the guard for sure. Uh, He's going to like these faces are too tired, even the, you know. Even not only just Jimmy Dore, but even people who didn't wake up as quickly or who still are asleep are right. not. Even people who are still asleep are not in love with Fauci. Like he, <laughs> no. he, he, he can no longer be the the face of this. Yeah, I mean, the the fact that nobody's taken those Moderna vaccines, you know, there there might be a higher percentage in the journalism slash Twitterverse community there, but there is not. Uh, in in the real world, when it's your kid, uh, no, no thanks, sir. Yeah, it's a bridge too far. I'm starting to think, you know, I, it's almost like they were 
it's like hedging bets, like collecting information. Like, okay, can we get them to give them to their grandparents? Yes. Can we get them to give it to themselves? Yes. Can we get it to give them to their adolescent children? Yes. Can we get it to give it to children's children? Oh, the numbers are lower. Can we get them to give it to infants? Looks like that's too far. Looks like nobody's interested in giving their infants. So... Next Which, up, monkeypox. I don't, I don't know, man. What's next? What are they going to do? I actually, well, I funny. So I kind of led myself into my own clip. Well, I do have one other clip from that interview, if that's all right. Of course, no, no, please. Let's finish uh, up. So this is RFK uh, talking <laughs> with a little more experience with these same people because ah, Jeffrey Sachs yes. was. Uh, He's like, you know, I was friends with Tony Fauci. I worked with him on AIDS and trying to get, you know, AIDS drugs into Africa. And, and uh, RFK at the at the end of this, I didn't clip this part, but at the very end, he's like, you know, I'd like you to read my book and, you know, feel free to challenge me on anything. And uh, <laughs> but I, I'm especially curious on the whole uh, HIV AIDS chapter. It's <laughs> so. awesome. But uh, R- sorry, did he RFK on Fauci and medical journals? There. Approached as was was different than yours because I approached with this enormous industry, and Marcia Engel at the same time published her book, who's a longtime publisher of the New England Journal of Medicine, and basically saying there's nothing in the journals that you can believe anymore. Uh, so much of our revenue comes from from pharma. And now the Lancet is owned by Elsevier, which is, you know, a very, very wealthy company that's getting basically pharma is its partner and China. And throughout the pandemic, we watched the Lancet, we watched Horton do all of these kind of underhanded things where he had to retract articles. Um, he, uh, you know, they published the article on Remdesivir that allowed them, like, even the World Health Organization was saying, this stuff is poison, it doesn't work, it has no efficacy. And he published the article for Fauci that allowed Fauci and then go get approval for this very, very deadly drug. He did. He had to do the, um, the retraction on the surgosphere studies. He tried to discredit hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and any kind of early treatment. So the you know it's this is not a new thing, this is this went bad according to Kennedy there you know early two thousands, and it's just you can't trust the medical journals you can't trust the doctors you can't trust you really can't trust any of the, you certainly can't trust government agencies. Uh, I do I'm not even some of these clips I got a few days ago and. I'm not even sure what that Bannon CDC rant is. It could be relevant, but you can switch to your stuff if you want. No, let's hit. I'm I'm good with Bannon CDC. Let's stay on topic. All right. I'm sure if you clipped it a few days ago, I have I have faith in two days ago Andrew Hoffman. <laughs> All right. I feel like he'd bring the right thing. All right. Let me know if you want to stop it to further explain. Okay. I want to make sure when people talk about, and this is what we say about the bromides that they put out, the Republicans put out when Joe Scarborough says, well, you know, you know I'm a, 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 a tax cut, limited government. It's all happy talk. 
this is not – if you're going to limit the government, you're going to stop the spending. And Philip Patrick Birch goes on during the second. If you st- stop the insanity of the spending and the insanity of putting all this debt and all these dollars out there, they're going to have to be uh, checks that are going to have to be cashed by our children and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren who will curse us for what we allowed to happen. You've got to deconstruct the administrative state, this leviathan that's this kind of fourth branch of government that's taken over everything. Right. And, and it, it was a plan. This is not conspiracy. This is a plan that they actually did to do it uh, and accomplish it and is accomplished. That's why the CDC, what happened over the last 48 hours is so monumental because the administrative state has blinked. They understand that the peasants are uprising. This is why Morning Joe trashes you every day. This is why we did the cold open this morning. You're the most dangerous thing. This is why Ed Luce of the Financial Times of London says the most dangerous movement he's seen in the modern world. And the former CIA director appointed by Bush agreed with him. They're afraid of you. And when you see this is a 30-front war, and the CDC blinked, but now it's game on. Because they've said, and this is what you expect of the administrative state, and one of the reasons I kind of admire the way they roll, because I like fighters. They're just not going to sit there and go, oh, Naomi Wolf and Daily Clout and your 3,500 war room and all your great investigative reporting on Pfizer and Dr. Malone, you out there on the farm in Northern Virginia and, and Harvey Risch, he retired from Yale and, you know, you got some time on your hands and Alexander and McCulloch and all of them. Do you honestly think they're going to sit there, that Collins and Fauci in this deep embedded uh, biomedical, big pharma, which I keep saying, hey, we got to nationalize big pharma because it's kind of nationalized the government. It's kind of taken over the government, this aspect of it. Do you honestly sit, think they're going to sit there and go, what a great idea. Why don't we just let MAGA restructure CDC and devolve powers back to the states and make it more accountable and, and do something with Naomi Wilson been saying, hey, how about we actually have some science in here? How about we have some peer-reviewed journal science? Do you think they're going to sit there and go, what a wonderful idea? Why didn't we think of that? They're going to fight you every step of the way. Every day, this is what I say, it's not just about winning elections, about knowing how to govern. And the problem with the conservatives and the Republicans to date is that they're controlled opposition. To the degree, we've won more elections than we've lost since the 60s. And you've gotten and you lost the country. How did that happen? Because of controlled opposition, because you're not prepared to go in and do what has to be done. And that's why the CDC battle is going to be exhibit A. And do we have the stones? Do we have the resolve? Do we have the smarts? And do we have the good old fashioned American grit to get this done? Because their solutions come out. Hey, we looked at everything. It's a scathing report, a scathing report, scathing report. You know what their solution is? We need more money. We mean more centralized power, and as Naomi Wolf says, and we don't need any science. And, by the way, we need more public health emergencies and epi, you know, epidemiological uh, ability to step in at any time and cause an emergency use authorization or emergency powers like Joe Biden continues to roll so that, hey, who knows if we're going to even have elections anymore, right? That's what it is. So this fight is game on. And tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, we're going to take an entire hour and break it all down and actually look at what the alternatives can be. Break this report down, look at the alternatives be. But this would not happen without this audience. This is the pressure you're putting on people. This is why they're coming unglued today. This is why I play MSNBC and CNN all the time, to let you know what your enemies are saying about you. Okay, because they it's not just it's not Trump. It's not Tucker Carlson. It's not Steve Bannon. It's not Naomi Wolf. It's not Dr. Malone. It's not none of this. That's just all. It's you. 
they understand that the righteous indignation of a population of American citizens is the most powerful, most powerful thing on earth. From our revolution to the Civil War to World War II, it's created more wealth. It's freed more people. It's done more good than any nation in the history of the earth. And they understand that they don't want to hear what you have to say, much less put into action what you want. And so what's going to every day is going to be Stalingrad. Okay, but hey, that's good. That's okay. I like the people on our side of the football. You know why? Because I've seen how we've come from nowhere with no resources and they had everything. And look at today. A scathing report they had to do themselves. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they're doing their own internal struggle session, their own struggle session, because they understand to get ahead of this, they've got to get ahead of it. Because the peasants with the pitchforks and the torches are coming. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's a good rant. It was a good rant, and, and he's certainly spot on with the controlled opposition. And with this, you know, scathing report... And, oh, what do you know? The conclusion is give us more money and power, like mm. every government report wow. ever, mm-hmm. you know. So I hadn't even thought of that. Give them more money. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, oh, it'll be better. if So the CDC did a terrible job, and that's admitted now, and the solution is to give the CDC more power. Okay. Yeah. more I mean, And more funding. There yeah. we go. But there, there's a lot of people, the people with the pitchforks, uh, this is just a, a tweet I saw on Twitter that uh, he does the Liberty Lock podcast. It says, my dad is once again in the hospital, this time for gallstones, which are inoperable until he has recovered from the massive heart attack he had three m- months ago. Never had a health issue until the vaccine. Uh, Fauci may be stepping down, but I'm nowhere near finished. People must be held to account. And I saw a lot of these type of comments out there. Like, you could do a whole website, you know, the website you sent me of the people with the, the died, died suddenly after the vaccine. But you could do a whole website of the people that are like, this happened to my loved one, you know, parent, grandparent, spouse, kid. And... You know, the, the people that are, there's not a lot of people that are so bought in that if you hurt their child, they're going to be okay with it and still lie to themselves. And that's, um, there's a new documentary. I didn't pull any clips or anything, but uh, called Rigged from Dell Bigtree that tells the, uh, this first section is the Maddie. Uh, Day Gray that we've talked about a few times, but more in depth. It's like an hour forty five minutes of just going through the whole story. It's unbelievable. I mean, I I knew it was bad, but just uh, the hospital where she had the, uh, you know, where the vaccine trial took place, Cincinnati Children's Hospital. They said, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, if anything happens, you know, it's just research. And so we'll we'll take care of any costs. Just come to come back to the hospital. And oh, when they took her in, when she started having problems, basically immediately after the vaccine, they they wouldn't admit her. They just said, oh, it'll go away. Yeah, she's she's screaming that it feels like her heart's gonna stop and her heart, you know, 
that she's in horrible pain. That's normal. It's maybe appendicitis, but we don't see any signs of appendicitis. So just just take her home. And this is where, uh, you know, the real reason they said bring her back there is because they had the cover-ups ready. There. If she'd gone to a different hospital, they wouldn't have been read in on on the deal. So this is how you end up with the Pfizer trial where her she's still in a wheelchair still with the feeding tube and the the only adverse event that got reported in that trial was stomach ache. Mm. So that's I've come to a realization over this last month. <laughs> What's that? Doctors the ultimate coincidence theorists. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. I mean, it's they are. it's amazing. It's like, yeah. oh, how did this happen? That's random. 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 Yeah. How does that it's, happen? Eh, just random. This, so it doesn't have anything was, to do with, it, with like, how much I eat. Eh, it doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with like how much I exercise. I've got I a exercise. pill for you. Nothing, yeah. doesn't have anything to do with, no, exercise. I mean, it'd be good if you did exercise, but I understand if you don't. No big deal. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> what about uh, the vaccines I took? Oh, no, it's definitely, definitely not the vaccines. I, that's weird. Definitely not the vaccine. But it's that's weird the, of you to say that. I don't know if I can... St- keep you as a patient well i just keep thinking back to previously and i was like everything was fine and now it's not and like i was trying to figure out when it happened and oh yeah it was after i took that vaccine thing and so that's what made me think it was the vaccine but what do you think no definitely not not so do you have an idea of what it is Mm, not really but (laughs) i got some guesses let's let's uh let's load them up i'm ready to go do you take any vitamins or any supplements that could I cause do. a I bad take, reaction? I do take a lot of supplements. Oh, stop Stop taking supplements. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Problem solved. I think I told, I talked about, I don't know if I talked about it on air. I like to keep everybody's medical stuff secret. Uh, a person whom I know <laughs> uh, firsthand told me a story that they were going through chemotherapy and we're told to take absolutely no vitamins or supplements. <laughs> but but get the shot. Yeah. Get the COVID shot. Get the no this no this person got the COVID shot. He yeah. was recommended to by the same doctor, but he was told don't, you know, you're taking that zinc or different stuff for your uh, your heartburn and uh, you know doing different you know even the cholesterol thing. Stop all those, okay? No, no don't we don't need to do any unless it's prescription is it prescribed? You could take those. Centrum Silver, any of your vitamins and supplements? Mm-mm. Can't, we cannot take those. It could mess up the chemotherapy. So wow. as we zap the inside of your body, please don't add any healthy nutrients to your body. Wow. I, I hope I hope everybody out there takes that one and runs with it. Not what I just said, but what I said before that. And that's that uh, oh, doctors, the ultimate con- coincidence theorist. I mean, just... yeah. You could straight it's, point. I, you could point blank, like just have a one to one. Hey, I think it's this. And they're like, no, I don't know. <laughs> I, I heard a, a story. Uh, a gal takes her kid in for vaccines. Takes takes her kid out to the car afterwards. Mm-hmm. Kid has horrible seizure, flopping on the ground. Brings her back into the office, and. Or her, I think it was her son, actually. Brings her son back into the office. Doctor says, no, I don't know what caused it. I I can't put that down as an adverse vaccine reaction because I don't think a vaccine caused it. I didn't see it happen. <laughs> I mean, it just... 
Like they, they believe. How, how the, do you how do you get adverse events ever if it? And for this for uh, Maddie uh, Degueray, what they said was, and remember she's in the trial where you're supposed to be looking for adverse events, and they said, well. I don't see any other records of a similar reaction, so therefore it must have nothing to do with the vaccine. Did they look at VAERS? Like, Did they look at VAERS? No, this is this oh, is like pre-vax- pre- yeah, pre-VAERS. Yeah. 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 And the, I, I heard the whole story on how she got into that trial. Her older brother, his friend was in the trial, and they, they uh, got money for it. It was like 1900 bucks or something. And he's like, oh yeah, I want to do it. I'll go take a vaccine for that. And she's... Like, oh, yeah, Big Brother's doing it. I'll go do it. Well, Big Brother got the placebo. Oof. And Little Sister got the, you know, the worst reaction there. So then the the placebo brother, uh, they want to give him the vaccine because they unblinded the control group. They did. They unblinded the control group. Well, it's just not fair to them. We want to keep everyone safe, so you should take the vaccine, too. Huh? Yeah, he yeah, didn't do after it after what happened to his sister. But no. yeah, that's... I'm, I'm actually having a flashback. Aren't you the one who was in a medical trial where you, they told you you had to quit taking supplements and you almost got disqualified from the trial? Yeah, I, I almost got yeah. disqualified from being a lab rat for uh, for taking a multivitamin. Jeez, so, like... so and in the trial, so I'm gonna go ahead days... and put this in your permanent <laughs> record. What was that? Hold on a second. Let me grab this. Okay, you take a multivitamin. So what, there, and, what was the brand on the multivitamin, and how and, long ago did you take it? And when you, so when you sign in, there were people that didn't get in, even though they'd been accepted for it, because they <laughs> check your blood pressure and stuff, and if there's anything wrong at all, then you're not eligible. And then, well, that seems like, it, that seems like a good slice of the population. Yeah, yeah, and so <laughs> nothing with, wrong with at no all. other me- no medications, nothing wrong at all, no supplements, no nothing. They give the medication to you to the second when it's supposed to be administered. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then you eat at the exact time. You eat the exact number of calories they give you. You have to eat exactly the amount they give you. Everything is like, you know, dialed in, perfect conditions totally irrelevant to the way people actually take medication in america and that's how the the lab lab trials work i think i got the placebo i was lucky so i didn't have any side effects but yeah no that's uh you are lucky you are lucky i'm lucky i dodged all the weird stuff that they tried to do to me throughout my life i'm I'm, i just like how you know what it is they believe the propaganda man it's not even yeah. thought right yeah. it's it's like not even a thought like it's just we joke around about safe and effective because we didn't fall for it right so we yeah. it's a joke because they say it all the time but like if you believe that do you know how often they re like repeat that so that you just keep jamming reiterating your that? brain and yeah. it's jamming yeah. and so it's like hey so <laughs> when i left i had a sore arm then I started having vaginal bleeding that I've never had ever in my life because I haven't even had my period yet. Do you think that these are related? Nah. Nope. Doesn't even make sense. That doesn't make sense. How would you have vaginal bleeding from this? Uh, The vaccine stays in your arm. Does it? Now they readily admit (laughs) it doesn't. They readily admit it doesn't. But there's still people out there like, yeah, yeah, I'm glad I took it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Everything's good. I'm glad. 
It's just be, they've fallen for the propaganda. It's a weird time, man. It's a yep. weird, weird time. And then we've talked about the, you know, blaming it on everything but. And I thought this was funny. Uh, from Yahoo, the d- propaganda for dumb people. Uh, UPS workers fall ill from working in heat waves. Okay. <laughs> and I just threw in a related headline and did a quick search and oh ups mandates covid19 vaccination for employees in some u.s locations so i'm sure those things are not related at all all of a sudden because you know it there's not americans are not super in shape but have you ever seen an out of shape ups driver no 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 No. like they're you know carrying boxes around all day it's it's a pretty you're you're not going to be able to be a slob and yeah. be a, a UPS. I'm now, always, I'm always hoping to get other... hoping to get ten thousand steps a day. It looks like I got thirteen today, so that's awesome. But yeah, I think your uh, UPS driver getting a lot of steps in, getting, getting a lot of a steps lot while of steps carrying in. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So these are not people who I expect to see, and I know that's not the only job at UPS. Maybe these people. But sure. I don't know. I'm not buying that all of a sudden it's too hot for UPS. Uh, it says UPS drivers. Yeah. Like all of a sudden you can't handle temperatures had soared into the high 80s and it was even hotter inside the metal shell of the back of his truck. Okay. So that had never. <laughs> the high never 80s? Dealt, you never it's dealt like a with. a cool day. <laughs> 80 degree <laughs> temperatures before? What was the. Okay. Yeah. So this is another another cover up there. Um, you know, I was thinking about the Amazon thing. I I, I went to a, a going away party. The guy actually listens to James Corbett's show and uh, invited me over. I talked about it on this show, but it was right before we left Seattle. And it was all like-minded people. They kind of found me through James Corbett's show, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not important to the story, but uh, what happened was i met somebody who was a higher up at uh, amazon now of course there's tons of higher ups but he was a software exec type he, was, he had a bunch of people under him or whatever and he worked downtown and i'm like what are you doing here you know i just thought like that's a weird position for you to be in to be at this party where we're all talking about how crazy everything is <laughs> with the vaccine and stuff and he told and he's like you know it's funny everybody thinks that amazon will be like the worst place for it but uh no, we had no restrictions at all. There was no vaccine mandate, no restrictions at all. Now, what I just thought about the other day was how kind of insidious and brilliant that was because that guy, I don't want to say he's irreplaceable, but he would be hard to replace. Super right. bright guy, software engineer, had many people below him, could form a sentence together and communicate with other human beings, you know. Kind of a rare, a rare, a rare type of software engineer, and I'm sure he was good at his job. They didn't mandate them. It was the drivers. They wanted everybody who was going to be in contact with the public. They were all going to be mandated. It's all the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour folk at Amazon. They were all mandated to do it. The ones who couldn't tell them to go pound sand, I'll go work somewhere else and make a thousand dollars an hour doing yeah 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 yeah. that's exactly right (laughs) um well we're still on vaccines but it's 
time to take a break, I think. We got it's more. Time for a break? A yeah. short, short one, yeah. Yeah, it's a short break. Let me see what I got here. Let me pull up my script here. Andrew, I should have saved the script. It's not, it's not near as frequent. Not near as <laughs> close to the front anymore. Oh, here we go. I found it. Uh, okay. <clears throat> as you may have noticed, we are not playing any ads. We don't have any live reads. I'm not going to tell you about uh, safety raises. I may tell you, let's talk about safety raises for a minute. Safety raises are awesome. Everybody should get one. They're helpful and cheap and old-fashioned and nobody needs cheap plastic from china there's my there's my ad but i have no brand so thank you for listening to revelations radio news where we don't have ads out of the four million podcasts out there you chose to listen to ours and we are extremely appreciative as you may have noticed there are no ads and our opinions are far from brand safe therefore this podcast will only exist as long as you choose to keep it going through prayer encouragement and monetary support andrew and i want to take some time to thank these generous financial contributors to episode revelations radio news episode 286 so the first donation even though there is no spreadsheet who is the first donation danny from medford oh this guy with 25 dollars 25 dollars he nailed it thank you danny as always thank you danny and then we got another donation. Give me a second here. A few days later. Log in here. Sorry for not updating the spreadsheet. It was a light week this week, so I just didn't... I, not that I, I... I forgot. I straight up forgot. And had more come in, it would have reminded me more. But uh, Caleb came in with $50. Caleb, I'm sure, is donated before, but if I'm going to call it parts well, unknown Ca- right now. Caleb is the original ah, crossover yes. from yes. truth is stranger than fiction that's so. what you said last yeah. time so i remember yeah. that let me see here so thank you caleb for he, your he was donation. the one who literally donated to our podcast without ever having listened to it yet but ah. now he listens so that's I- I uh, I remember that exactly. That is <laughs> that is definitely noteworthy to have someone donate to your podcast that never had never listened. So, so. I think that says much more about uh, Will and Truth is Strange than Fiction than about our podcast. But I agree a hundred percent. All right. Next up, we have a couple PO box donations. So we'll go with uh, Luke from Nevada, Iowa. And that is uh, his monthly $5 in the form of a check. So thank you, Luke. Thank you, Luke. I, I believe his, na- his wife's name. Going to go off memory here. If I nail it, then I believe it's Betsy. But I might be wrong. Hopefully I'm right. Hopefully I'm right. I'm sure. Just know that I tried. Just know that I tried out there if it's wrong. So <laughs> Do you have a note? You could read the note. I don't. It's a, it's a bank check. His $5 bank checks. Okay. Nope, those come in uh, weekly. But I do have a note, which I'm holding right now. I heard you shaking paper, I thought. That's right. That's what it is. I had to open it up. But uh, this was actually a cool note that we got this week. One of the cooler ones we've had in the P.O. Box in a while. P.O. Box donations dried up a bit in this last little little jaunt. But I think it's the you know so, summer doldrums type of situation. Everybody's on vacation and out and about doing stuff. So We're, we're doing too many podcasts. Too many podcasts for this for this market. <laughs> they don't. They're like, oh, we don't. We don't want to hear 
Revelations Radio News this often, every week? What's going on? I, I, they don't call me 52 podcasts a year for nothing. <laughs> Tim, 52 podcasts a year. Uh, so this is... I'll just read the note. Tim and Andrew, greetings. I want to thank you for adding previous Revelations Radio News episodes while Andrew was on vacation. Episode 128 was really good. Do you know how the Moriarty's are? Uh, how they're doing? Of course, I wasn't surprised by their story of Americans being told a lie to further the American ideals around the world. As a Christian, I keep reminding myself that John, or excuse me, that God uh, trumps all in the end, triumphs in the end. It's the time in between now and then that we most want to walk with Christ. All right. I'm sorry. I'm just, it's, it's written, and I'm not reading it very clearly, so I'll try again. <clears throat> of course, I wasn't surprised by their story of Americans being told a lie to further their American ideals around the world. As a Christian, I keep reminding myself that God triumphs in the end. It is the time between now and then that we most walk with Christ. Again, thank you for your continuing... Uh, thank you for continuing to podcast. May God continue to bless you both and your families. And that's Eric from pittsburgh pennsylvania eric and then he sent in uh 58 dollars in the form of a check so thank you eric yes thank you eric and you know we're on episode 286 which means we just passed the mind renewed who just did his most recent one is 285 oh we're in a race to 300 with the mind renewed who started years who started years after us because i had him on our show within the first few episodes of his podcast starting but it's good that we're (laughs) so we we may have uh it looks like he's going more monthly so yeah in books there's a lot of books i think a lot of like reading a book and then interviewing the author type of deal yeah which is good, but you know you kind of almost have to take some time to to get those up. Yeah, it's tough to do that on a on a weekly basis there, but uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I wanted to thank everybody for those donations. Thank you for supporting our podcast. Thank you for continuing to listen to our podcast. And like I said, your donations are what keep this thing going. At least we're not having to pay any money out of our pocket for. You get to see all the charges now, the spreadsheet, you know, it's like this, you know, WordPress backup and, you know, hosting and all the different little things that we've, you know, got to pay for to keep this deal going. Uh, anybody who donates over $25, get a free copy of Andrew's book. I don't say that enough. Uh, I think most of our listeners who are donating consistently over $25 have already received the book. So we do appreciate you yeah. guys. For Only sure. a couple thousand of them still available. So. <laughs> Well, very good, very good. But there, there is a, and there's, if you've read the book, there's some some fresh substacks. Not as many true. people have read read that. So yeah, and if uh, oh, that was a that was a couple things I wanted to talk about. Thank you for uh, reminding me. Uh, so let's just check it out. Let's go to Revelations Radio News. Yeah, RevelationsRadioNews.com. If you go there. In the top right, there's subscribe, and just below that it says follow. The number one link on follow is Andrew's Substack. So go ahead oh, and nice. click click on that, and that'll take you straight to Andrew's Substack. 
Uh, there's a buy me a coffee and I should throw a PayPal link but there's also get Andrew's book if you click on that it takes you right to the uh, to the donations page where you can uh, support us I, I wanted to talk about something real quick because I have had numerous people reach out uh, about what we were talking about last week which was clothing resale because long ago my wife started a business where she does clothing resale and with me getting a mortgage license right at the time when mortgages were at an all-time high. <laughs> uh, I've spent a lot of time at home with the kids and then leaning into kind of helping her out with the business. And now that's pretty much what I'm doing all the time. So people have reached out and said, hey, how else can we support you? What is the link? Where's the link to this shop that I could help you with? So this is my wife's deal. It doesn't have anything to do with my loud mouth getting on here and talking about podcasts. So I kind of wanted to keep them separate just in case, you know, I didn't want anything to to get traced back. But if you are interested in, well, if you're interested in buying clothes, I highly recommend you look through at least what we have available because I think we're working on 1500 items and steadily going up from there of clothing items. It's clothes, shoes, even some hard goods like games, books, stuff like that. Uh, it's all resale. It's all stuff that we thrifted or, or picked up uh, in different places, garage sales, whatnot, and then put on to the store. Um, and it anyway, if you do support that, that would be greatly supporting me and even in some ways, Andrew as well. So I would like everybody who is interested in that. I'm going to make it sim- as simple as possible. You will have to take an extra step. You can't just go to the website and click a link. I'll think about doing that in the future, but as of right now, I don't think it's going to happen. So easiest way to do that, email me, and I'll give you my email. Everybody out there, super easy, tim at timkilkenny.com. Tim at timkilkenny.com. Tell me to send you a link to the store. I'll send you a link to the store, and then you can uh, choose to support us that way if you want. But it's not just like, hey, I'll go buy some crappy thrifted shirt for, <laughs> you know, for a couple bucks oh, no, to, su- nice, to support nice my stuff. support my people. No, this is actually nice stuff that you actually could use, and it's pretty cool because it's uh, she doesn't have a boss and she didn't have to get a vaccine, and <laughs> you know, this is something that the Lord has kind of led her to do. You know, starting in 2019, and you know, maybe someday I'll get more into talking about that. But she stepped out of a perfectly good corporate job and uh, started doing this and is now doing it full time. And it's a, one of the main sources of income here for our household. So uh, yeah, email me at Tim at Tim and I will send you a link to one of the stores. We're actually on a bunch of platforms or she is. So go ahead and email me and uh, yeah, you can support the show that way. I feel like there was something else I was going to say, but I, I I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I think that was long enough. Okay, I think it's long enough. All right, Andrew's Andrew's done. He's lost interest. So let's see. If, let's see if he gets interest back. But with Revelations Radio News, you get the, you know, all the plugs and the donation stuff, almost at the end. Yeah. You get the, uh, really irrelevant weather and health chat at the beginning. You know when. <laughs> When you're first checking out the podcast, it's like, oh, this is guys talking about being sick and the weather, and this is what I want to listen to. So this is, <laughs> you know, it's very... But you don't have to listen to a lot of how you can support us. Smash the like button at the beginning. So Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. Our, my main man Danny keeps us going out over here. We're gonna keep making uh, stuff as long as there's people out there still listening. So, oh, that was one of the things I wanted to mention. Uh, I was chatting with Danny via text uh, once you went. I, I basically sent a message out to Danny. I said, "Look, Danny, I'm about to repost three or four flashback episodes. I don't need you to donate for every <laughs> single flashback episode. Please, just just let me let me you know just donate new episodes." But anyway, we started talking, and he had a funny, funny thing to say. I hadn't, I hadn't really thought of it this way, but he said the best part of the scamdemic was it brought Chris White and Revelations Radio News back out. Oh, yeah. Well, Which I hadn't really thought of in that way, but I guess that's kind of true. Yeah. It's, yeah, we got to get Chris back on the on the podcast. So if he if he's willing to show up this time. Yeah, yep. I think he got busy last time and had a kind of double booked us. So anyway, uh, all right. I want to play a couple of things real quick, and while we are thinking about the vet, while we're kind of over the vaccine. Well, thank you. I guess this ends a donation segment. Thank you guys very much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers and support, whether it is financial or otherwise. So thank you. There was a vaccine. I'm not. I'm sure you heard about it. It was given to everybody. Uh, they tried to, but it was 100% given to everybody within the military, or else they started discharging those people. Now there's starting to be some uh, some 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 kickbacks, some pushbacks, some lawsuits with the dishonorable discharge in many cases. Yeah, I want to see that because. I don't think it's dishonorable. So dishonorable, okay. you almost have to kill somebody. What the general public doesn't know is there's actually like three or four that are below honorable. You go honorable and then... Oh, okay. Yeah, you go honorable, then you go general. And general is weird. General is like a... It's very, so it's a, it's, it's very rare. It's, just it's like a, a non-honorable discharge. I don't know if it's general or not, but I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't know which level they're getting. I should look into that. General is a weird one. It's usually like a clerical error or there's something, you know, it's, it, I think it's, I think it's extremely rare. I might be wrong, but a general discharge is, is a very weird one. Then there's the medical discharge, which is exactly how it sounds. You can no longer perform your duties. So you are medically discharged. It's not honorable, but it's not, uh, then this, but it's not other than honorable. Which brings me to my next one, and this is the most common negative one, is other than honorable. If you get other than honorable, you did something bad, you broke the law, that was char- you were charged against, you used drugs while you were in the military, other than honorable is that one. So, And this is where most of your not honorable discharges fall. And then there's one more below that, or two more below that. One of The next one will be the bad conduct discharge, which is... You continued to display bad conduct throughout your entire career. Um, and so now we're <laughs> separating you for a bad conduct discharge. So, And then the last one is dishonorable. And I, I've never even heard of anyone getting a dishonorable. I think you have to kill someone or... I think, I think if you were like a old, <laughs> or like kill, a, you have to kill the wrong person. Wrong person. Kill, killing people is that, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's a deserter type of deal. Like if you've 
That's you know, yeah. just deserters no, get I, hung type of thing. I thought it was like honorable or dishonorable, but clearly there's a lot in between. No, and so most that's a mistake. that's a no. It's it's but it's a common mistake. That's what everybody thinks. Everybody thinks that. So I've always wondered kind of what it is, but with this thing. So anyway, people getting discharged, but one thing that is left when you have the military is records. There's a lot of records with the military because you have a captive group of people and they can't run away and they still are around and you can actually pull some real good data from if you give military a vaccine so we have a doctor who is blowing the whistle here we have a couple doctors coming forward with some interesting uh correlations and i like the way this clip is put together because it's extremely it's not it's not over-the-top accusatory. It's just like, hey, these doctors have some questions. And here's some of the stats they're coming up with. And they're not anti-vax or they're not against the medical establishment. But they do have some serious questions about some of these numbers. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. Along with that, there's also been an increase in certain medical diagnoses, such as miscarriages and Bell's palsy. Here to give us her take on the new data and what she believes could be causing the rise in numbers is emergency medicine and disaster specialist, Dr. Kelly Victory. Dr. Victory, good morning. Great to talk to you as always. Good morning, Jason. Thanks for having me. Okay, we want to make sure that anytime we talk, we want to make sure the information that we have is accurate. So let's start this interview by telling us, I've, I've seen your correspondence here, what is the source of the information that you're about to present? Well, this information became uh, available to me or on my radar last week following a hearing with Senator Ron Johnson, uh, who was looking at sort of what he calls a second opinion on the entire response to the COVID pandemic. The medical data was released by three career military physicians who got the information from the military database that collects what we call ICD codes, which are the diagnosis codes. And these physicians had a feeling, they believed based on their own observation that they were seeing a significant uptick in certain conditions. So they actually went back and called the database from the military on certain conditions over a five year period from 2016 through 2020, uh, notably uh, containing one year, 2020, of the full-blown pandemic. So they looked at 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20 at the prevalence of certain conditions, including things like heart attack, blood clots to the lung, miscarriages, those sorts of things. And they compared it to the incidence of those same things in the calendar year 2021 and saw an alarming increase in certain things. For example, they saw a 270% increase in myocardial infarction in 2021, a 300% increase in incidence of Bell's palsy and of certain neurologic complaints, uh, a 470% increase in pulmonary embolisms, blood clots to the lungs, and many, many other huge increases that they found alarming. Now, no one is saying with any certainty, Jason, what is causing this, but we certainly would be remiss as scientists if we didn't look at that and say, there is something going on. What happened in 2021 
that was so different from the previous five-year average that would cause this massive increase in certain medical conditions. So the, 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 infra, the source of the information is several U.S. life insurance companies that have been reporting this, correct? And these three career physicians that you referred to. Well, there's... Yes, they are separate groups of data, Jason. The previous study from the U.S. life insurance companies, many of them were reporting a 40 percent increase in deaths from all causes in the 18 to 49 year old group. They know that because these are life insurance companies that provide group life insurance policies to employers. So these are working age individuals with a 40 percent increase in all cause deaths. That was a different report from this bombshell that came out last week from, as I said, three career military physicians who are calling a military database. Uh, So they are two groups of data that show, uh, again, an alarm that something is going on. And the question is what? What has changed in calendar year 2021 that is causing, number one, an increase in all-cause deaths, as reported by the life insurance companies, and an increase in certain medical conditions, such as heart attacks, blood clots to the lungs, um, uh, congenital malformations of children born that year, female infertility, uh, and those sorts of things. Uh, Did these three career military physicians offer any type of speculation? They did not, and they but they d- did not do this anonymously. Uh, they signed an affidavit on this. Um, I have not seen the raw data. I'm not a military physician. I don't have access to that database, but I don't have any reason to believe at this juncture uh, that the data is in question. These are again based on ICD codes, and it should I should make it clear because it's very easy to make statistics of these sorts um, deceptive. Uh, so when I say that there's a 300% increase, for example, in cancers is what they found. This wasn't an increase from one case to four cases. In the case of cancer, for example, it was an increase from an average, a five-year average of 38,000 cases per year to almost 120,000 cases in calendar year 2021. And actually, it wasn't even a full year. It was more like 11 months worth of data. Uh, And it was almost up to 120,000 cases of cancer. So the question is, what would cause that? Obviously, there's some conjecture uh, amongst people that it could be the COVID vaccines. That has yet to be proven. But again, we would be remiss if we said that we couldn't consider that. Maybe it's climate change. I don't know. But I sure as heck do know that we better be paying attention to it. Because real science, Jason, real science requires us to be intellectually curious It requires us to ask the uncomfortable question and to look at data, even if that data makes us question previously held convictions. And so if we aren't able to look at this data, if we are silenced and shut down, and I can tell you, I posted a tweet about it yesterday after the data became clear to me that there was something going on. I simply posted as, wow, what's going on here? And the amount of vitriol 
that that single tweet generated was really quite stunning. The number of people who tweeted back that I should lose my medical license, that I should be kicked off Twitter, that I should be reported to the authorities is really alarming. The idea that people are so fearful of looking at actual data and asking the question, what is going on, is really a, a dangerous place for us. Um, do, you ex- uh, do you expect this uh, to information to be presented to the C- CDC? I certainly hope so. The CDC and the FDA should be all over this. That's their job. But instead, the idea that they are trying to silence people, the three military physicians who made it who released it have been termed whistleblowers in the past we just would have called them good doctors looking at patterns that's what doctors do that's what scientists are supposed to do look at patterns look at what seems unusual question those things bring them to the surface and do the deep dive analysis we have many many uh questions in in medicine that don't have answers we sure as heck shouldn't have answers that can't be questioned and if the problem turns out to be these vaccines and they certainly should be looking at it that it is certainly one thing of perhaps many that changed in 2021 that could be responsible for some portion, if not all, of these increases in various medical conditions. And it deserves to be fully exposed and to be examined very, very carefully. Okay. Dr. Kelly, victory. Appreciate it. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me, Jason. Have a great weekend. I don't know what it could be. It could be the vaccines. It could be climate change. Something happened in 2021. Part of me agrees with you that I do like the way the clip was laid out. It's like, look, here's the data, you know, Mm -hmm. deal with it. And part of me, as you know, just, just kind of wants to dispense with the whole, like, I'm not anti-vax, but it's like, can, can we, can we just say like, this is clearly killing people. And then we should have the conversation is it being done intentionally or unintentionally? Yeah, and if yeah. it's unintentional, they would probably stop. Yeah. yeah. So it makes the most sense that this is being done intentionally. So that's, you know, that's obviously my my position on it. But yes, very good, I mean, you know, specific numbers. And what do you say to that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cl- climate change? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's what I, that's why I liked it. I guess it just seemed like something you might be able to send to your normie friends, like just that clip in general. Yeah, get some doctor friends or normie friends. Maybe try that one on them and see what, yeah. what their thoughts are. Send them that one and the the rigged documentary with because in some ways one particular story can be sure 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 you yep, know, yep 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 that's true just as powerful as the statistics and. But I don't know. I mean, I've got coworkers, spouses that have cancer now. It's just, it does seem a lot more cancer, a lot more sickness. And just kind of, oh, you know, just kind of muddling along with it. But, uh, but on the, it's a big agenda. And I think we've covered all the vaccine stuff. Uh, but I wanted to make sure to play this, even though. Hold on, I I, I don't want to 
jump off vaccines. I have two okay. very short clips that I'll play before we jump off vaccines. Sounds good. Chris Sky. Everybody remember Chris Sky? Chris Sky yep. is the... It's so funny. I remember it like it was yesterday. This muscle-headed guy, you know, just definitely lifts the tank weight. Top. Yeah, to definitely lifts weights. Got a bunch <laughs> of tattoos. He's tan. I think he had bleach hair. Even he comes out in a tank top. And he's like, "This is what's going to happen." And he like legitimately laid out what was going to happen in 2020 yeah. on the mic or on the yeah on the microphone while being interviewed. And I was like, "This guy's awesome." And then you know, come to come to find out, like he is awesome. And the uh, Canada, the Canadian government has been after him. Arthur Pulaski's out, by the way, and been doing some things lately. I thought I'd mention that. So good, good to hear. I did. I didn't know he was out. Is he still in Canada? He is, and uh, he was uh, posting or saying something. I think he. I, I saw a tweet from him recently, which made me made me happy. I was like, "Oh, this is an extreme stance." Oh, it's Arthur Pulaski. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, uh, but Chris Sky. Nailed the pandemic as soon as it started. Uh, I wanted to play a couple clips from him. Uh, one of them is, this is Chris Sky from March of 2021. So, oh wait, do you have the original one? I Gosh, I should, I should have it, right? I should have all three. I should have, boom, this is the beginning. Boom, this is March 2021. Boom, this is two days ago. But I, I could don't. probably find it. Yeah, you probably yeah. could. Well, Miss, actually, I don't know if I could. I don't. Has it been scrubbed? Here he goes. Okay, well, while he does that, I guess we'll take a break. We'll see if we can find it. But uh, the, you see the Canadian Lumberjack clip? No, I didn't. I'll have to edit the... There's a curse word in here. I'll have to edit in post. But let's hit the... This is a Canadian Lumberjack. This dude's got to be 50, 60 plus. Uh, shirtless. Literally, like, pulling bark off of a giant tree. Like a lo- It's a log. It's like... You know, recently <laughs> cut down tree. He's pulling bark off with this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, did you see this? I did see this. Yeah. I, f- I figured you had. So, but anyway, I got to play this thing. I took the time the other day to make a video while I was trimming a horse. I spoke my mind about Marcus Ray and his movement. I'm not going to go back on what I said. I meant what I. But now I got a bunch of people asking me, oh, what are we going to do? What should we do? Educate yourselves. Spread the word. The United Nations has just declared war on the truth. They're telling you outright that if you speak up, you're a conspiracy theorist. Shouldn't be believed. Should be approached in a certain fashion and the authorities should be contacted and all kinds of neat. So they want war? Arm yourself with facts. Get out there and start telling the people. If you don't want to do it on social media, do it in person. Do it on the telephone. Do it like we used to do, standing around on the street corner having a coffee. Do you know who your enemy is? The World Economic Forum. For 51 years they've been working at this. They've been planning and scheming working as hard as they can and now here we are Klaus Schwab has admitted that for over 45 years they've been working directly with the CCP now here we are in Canada and the US 
We got 5G, military grade 5G technology right across the country. Where did it come from? Who owns that technology? And what's gonna happen when they don't like us anymore? Get to know your enemy. Get to know the facts. Speak the fuck up and be a warrior. That's what we need to do instead of following Marcus like a bunch of fucking sheep. More than one curse word. More than one curse <laughs> the, uh, the The listeners are probably not even going to hear any of them, but I'll have to clean up a lot. It seems pretty straightforward. Old Older guy with a little bit of uh, gravitas, a little bit of experience. He just says... Here's here's how here's how it's done, kiddos. Yeah, it's an agenda. It's something that they're trying to do. So, giving them the benefit of the doubt that it's all happening on accident and they're just incompetent and they oh I can't believe how dumb the Democrats are or I can't believe how dumb the Republicans are or I can't believe how dumb Trudeau is. No, it's an agenda and they're just squeezing as far as they can and once they get some resistance, they ease up a little bit and then start squeezing again. That was the original Chris Sky clip was predicting the cycle of lockdown. Let you go back to normal I got it, a little I got bit. It, I got it. I got so, it. I found okay. it. I got good it. Deal. And we're good to go. So I have three Chris Sky clips, each about a minute or two long. And uh, we'll start off with Chris Sky in 2020. Just remember this, everything had just kind of kicked off. We didn't even have masks out there yet. Go ahead. So this is the the original. This I, the, I think I, we played it at the time. I think right? we did too, but it's good yeah. to give context. I got three yeah. Sky clips. We'll play them in order. Don't need a mask. The mask is about compliance because they know Canadians like to do what they're told. So if they tell you you have to wear a mask, next they're going to tell you you have to contact trace. Then they're going to tell you you have to take the vaccine. And because Canadians like to do what they're told, they're hoping that everyone just complies. And then guess what, kids? Once you take your vaccine, like a dumb person that doesn't know any better, they're going to tell you, sorry, the vaccine isn't as effective as we thought it was going to be. So now you still got to wear your mask, still got to get contact trace, still have all the restrictions and social distancing and still take your vaccine and then what did you get out of all of this you got a whole year where you weren't allowed to travel your business was closed they took your rights and freedoms they forced the vaccine on you and what happened the same amount of people died everything is the exact same and now they're going to put you back on lockdown and bring it all the way till july of next year so they can do the same thing again bring you from july august and september getting you off lockdown but just to bring you back on lockdown again if you idiots haven't figured it out yet it's a perpetual cycle that you never get out of and it's a way to take your rights your freedoms close your business take your wealth why so you become dependent on government why if you're independent the government works for you like it's supposed to if you depend on the government to give you a paycheck to feed your family every month because they closed your business on you now the government doesn't work for you the government rules you so instead of a middle class we have the government upper class and the lower class dependents that rely on the government to survive in other words we have a slave class and that's what they're trying to do it's that simple <laughs> i mean that's clips from 2020 and when he says they're gonna then they're gonna tell you the vaccine wasn't as effective <laughs> as they thought it was i start to get tingles in the back of my neck holy moly he nailed that yeah yeah, you nailed it. We're definitely in the, they're telling I, us that the vaccines weren't as effective a, as we thought stage. I believe uh, <laughs> that was, 
he was saying that before there was a vaccine. Yep, he he yeah. was. Yeah, he was because he predicts the the contact tracing, which they didn't go too wild with. I guess that was the only thing he missed, but barely. Then it was right oh, no. to the vaccine. Canada went wilder with it, though. They're doing the... That's well, true. My aunt was the followed. The Canadian pass and the yeah. app and all that. Yeah. I think I talked about it on the show. My aunt came back from visiting the States. She landed in Canada, where she lives. <laughs> <laughs> went to uh, her house, and they, they questioned her, are you going to go to your house? And she said, well, I'm going to go to this lake house up north because I don't want to be around my family because I'm being told I have to quarantine. So that's what she decided to do. And lo and behold, and she lives in the sticks. She lives has a lake, or she has a lake house in the sticks. It's like you know what you would consider a lake house. It's a cabin. It's on a dirt road. It's on a lake up in the north of Canada. Yeah, the government pulled up. Wow, checking in. Just wanted to make sure you were here, not at home. <laughs> okay, oh, that's yeah. good stuff. Good, good stuff. So. That is Chris Sky 2020. Now I got Chris Sky 2021. Saw the exact same. A lot of people saw it. There was a UN document. This is not, this is common knowledge. And it basically outlined the lockdowns and they just gave it to each country and allowed each country to tweak it for their own people, to make it more palpable for their people and to give the impression that it wasn't an international document disseminated to all countries to make it people think that every country made up their own rules. No, 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 no. The five levels of lockdown were in there. In a place like Ireland, they went level one to five. In a place like Canada, where we like colors, now we got green to gray. It's still five levels of lockdown. All the five levels are identical. They used Australia as the model for the fifth level of lockdown, where you can't leave your house, you can't go any, like, can't literally do anything. And that's what they really want to do here. Well, I heard about the mandatory quarantine hotels, and I knew right away it's a complete violation of our rights. And the only reason they're doing it is because they want to convince you to accept the vaccine passport. And I want to stress that everything that they're doing, closing your business, closing your gym, forcing you to wear a mask, all the stuff they're doing is to try to convince you that it's a good idea for you to go along with this idea of a vaccine passport so they can vaccinate you multiple times a year, every year, and then use that as an excuse to prevent you from travel, work, congregating, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you think it's a conspiracy theory, they already have it in place in Israel and they've already made it quite clear that if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to be relegated to small shops and grow grocery stores and you're basically shunned from the rest of society. And that's what they want. They want a complete medical tyranny on you. Once you give in to medical tyranny and you do not have bodily autonomy and they can literally forcibly inject you with whatever they want as a pretense for you to live your life, are you free? Absolutely not. That's the most invasive violation of our rights thus far. And that's why they waited an entire year of demoralizing you and destroying your life and making you as hopeless as possible. So you will not just accept it, you will beg for it. That's what they're doing. They're doing psychological warfare on you to weaken you to the point where you will not only accept defeat, you will accept perpetual defeat for the rest of your life. Dang. I will not accept perpetual defeat. No, nah, me neither. I'm with you. Even as a former Mariners fan. <laughs> oh, that joke's got a lot of reach, man. That's awesome. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. I like it. Anyway, I just wanted to give the context for... Uh, no, that was a great clip. For Chris, Chris Sky and how good he is at things, and now here, or good he is at predicting things, 
and summarizing them before they happen. And, and he speaks concisely, right? I, I get, I feel like sometimes I get in front of people. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Like, I don't know. If this is gonna sound arrogant, but I know a lot about all this stuff, right? And I talk about it, and I think about it, and I have a podcast where it's all we do. So sometimes when I'm in front of somebody, I'm just like with the ADD and all the the stuff in my head. I'm just like, like <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, no, uh, they're, they're gonna kill start? us. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> then just end up looking like a crazy person. Like, you see that guy trying to talk to me? He says something about they were going to kill us and Satan's behind this. I don't even know. I mean, we've <laughs> talked about it just on this podcast for 600 hours. So you've got 600 hours that you're trying to catch someone up on in five minutes. It's tough to do. Yeah. It is but a, he's super good at it. He, he, he explains is, yeah. it really well. Here we go. Chris Sky driving around in his car two days ago. This was what he said. Check this out. I warn you guys that not only is it not over, that they're going to come back with a vengeance and check out Germany. First, they announce mandatory masks from October to March. And now they have announced a triple color-coded vaccine passport system modeled after China. Green when you're freshly vaccinated. That's the new buzzword. There's no such thing as fully vaccinated because now you have to keep taking it. So now you get a little app that's green while you're freshly vaccinated. After your vaccine turns three months old, you are no longer freshly vaccinated. So it turns yellow to remind you that it's almost time for another shot. And when it goes yellow, you are now required to wear your mask everywhere in public because you're no longer freshly vaccinated. And then three months after that, another jab. Rinse, repeat until you're dead. I believe there is someone on this podcast who predicted quarterly vaccines. Yeah. 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 That's Nailed it. Definitely <laughs> did. You definitely did. And that is, that does look like, I mean, what 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 are, we, what are we doing? Hey Germany, what are you guys doing? What's going on over there? You yeah, can't, like, this is insane. Do you think they're working? Is it? Uh, yeah, like, what, working? what is that? Is your is your government good? Are you? Are we sure? Are we sure? I mean, it are feels sure? like you guys exported Never. all the all the Nazis over here, but are we sure? There's not like some. There's not a few the left over there. It's yeah. feels it's starting. They to all feel, went to NASA. <laughs> starting to feel like maybe if they're not Nazis, they're not good. Like I don't know. Yeah. What what are you guys doing over there? And in the whole like the masks from October to March is diabolical because you do it in the middle of summer. People are like, ah, <laughs> I don't know, not yet. So I guess yeah. I'm good for now. You you cannot wear them. Like no, everyone, we can't comply again. No, I'm with you. There's no, there's no, you know, ground. there's no excuse for the ignorance. There's no yeah, like, okay, 100%. well, those they mean well. No, yeah. you have to have figured it out by now. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. I and that was, yeah, I agree. That was I'm one getting, of my my favorite parts about quitting my job. I was just like taking yeah, the mask off. Yeah, I'm done, man. I'm done wearing this. I'm, I'm not gonna. Li- I'm not gonna wear it. I just want to. Oh, gosh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna share something that is. I'm not proud of, but it makes me human. Kind of shows my my weaknesses. 
I, I've really been holding back texting a couple people. Like, I, I really just went like, like, hey, remember when you totally sold out and got the vaccine and told, you know, <laughs> criticized me? Remember that? That was like, you criticized me for not getting it. It turns out it all doesn't work. That was hey. awesome. Hey, just so you know, my my phone number's the same. Yeah. Uh, so whenever you want to call and apologize, <laughs> that's it, say, man. I'm it's not like I'm, how to how to talk to your conspiracy theorist friend is like pat them on the shoulder and say you were right about everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm a human spoiler alert. Uh, I just want to text. I just want to text these people. Hey, man, just remember when you sold out and made fun of me for not getting the vaccine and said the government's always right. Yeah, that that was awesome. That yeah. was cool. That was a good yeah. time. I don't know. I've Tr- been struggling. Trust been str- the I've been struggling with with the. I haven't I haven't typed it out or anything, but I, I definitely yeah. the thought has crossed my mind more times than I'd like to admit that it is people I don't even talk to that much anymore. I mean, I still do, not a lot, but I still do. But it's just like now I next you know I reach out every now and then. Next reach out is going to be like, hey, I just. Uh, and and by the it. way, I shouldn't do it. It's, it's not humble. It's not. It's not kind. It's not the. It's not the. It's not what the <laughs> Lord Jesus and, will want me to do. And by the way, don't eat the bugs. Just yeah. be, oh. just trust me on this one. <laughs> I had a Greg Reese yeah. on the bugs and the in the cows. Did you see that one? No, but uh, I do want to play. So this is probably the first clip I got for this episode. And then, you know, it was four or five days ago, and then, of course, Tucker ran it. But uh, still worth talking about. Rebel News Report on Amish Organic Farm. So it's Canadian news talking about an Amish farm in Pennsylvania, I think. Sure, and they have a big Mennonite. Speaking of which, I know a little bit about them. They have a big Mennonite and Amish area, too. They're in Canada. In Canada? Yes. yes. Oh, really? I didn't I, it was actually the first time I ran into Mennonites. Uh, I was visiting my relatives in, in Ontario, and I like, we go to the mall, and I'm like, "What is yeah. that?" It's like <laughs> horse and buggy parking. <laughs> yeah we we had uh, we had talked about this not particular story, but an earlier. They've been hassling this farm. This I think I the remember Miller this. Farm. Yeah, uh, for a while we we have talked about it before, but this is a report worth worth hearing. I'm Jeremy Lafredo for Rebel News in Burdenhead, Pennsylvania. It's here in this old Amish community where armed federal agents recently raided Miller's organic meat and dairy farm. The government is arguing that the farm isn't adhering to federal regulatory requirements concerning food, while the farm argues that this is just the latest attack on independent farmers giving their communities healthy food. The Miller Organic Farm in Burdenham, Pennsylvania, a remote Amish village, has been around for almost 30 years. The farm supplies everything from grass-fed beef and cheese to raw milk and organic eggs to dairy from grass-fed on-site water buffalo and all types of produce to roughly 4,000 private food club members who pay top dollar for high-quality whole food. The private food club members cherish their ability to get food from an independent farmer who isn't processing his meat and dairy at United States Department of Agriculture facilities, which mandates food be prepared in ways that Miller believes make it less nutritious. Miller contends that he's preparing food the way God intended. The U.S. government doesn't see it that way. They recently sent armed federal agents to the farm and demanded he cease operations. The government is also looking for more than $300,000 in fines, a request so steep it would put the farm out of business. This is an attack on Amish religious freedoms just 150 miles outside of Washington, D.C. 
It also speaks to the gross corruption at the USDA. As is available on the USDA's site, the agency is funded mostly by the federal government, but it also receives hundreds of millions of dollars from the agricultural industry. Companies like Bayer, Syngenta, and Cargill stand to lose millions, even billions of dollars worth of market share if more American farmers opted for holistic farming practices like Miller's Farm instead of chemical-heavy, technology-heavy, industry-friendly practices. Making it even more independent, Miller's Farm doesn't use any gasoline or fertilizer, and therefore the war between Ukraine and Russia isn't affecting his bottom line. He's not dependent, and he's providing healthy food to his community the way he believes God intended, and the government is trying to intimidate and shut it down. Rebel News will be here in Amish country at the end of the week when the farm explains to the community their next move in their fight against the federal government. For Rebel News, I'm Jeremy. Hmm. Can't have that. Yeah, you gotta, I mean, without government, who would protect us from organic food? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I missed the part of the story where, you know, the Amish guy went around with the shotgun and said, buy my food or else, you know, and all, yeah, yeah, yeah. endangered all those people. Maybe I missed that part. Oh, yeah, that's... Maybe that part didn't happen. But they don't actually care about you. If they cared about you, they wouldn't be trying to import, you know, they wouldn't be selling Oxycontin like crazy for the last 20 years and making every doc, you know, they giving, wouldn't be giving making you pasteurize the milk. Yeah. They wouldn't, yeah, be, you know, give doctors free strip clubs and strippers and everything else, importing crack cocaine into California and the, in the ghettos and all the different. Uh, Native American populations around the country, they wouldn't be, uh, you know, making, you know, subsidizing sugar, the thing that's killing more Americans than anything. They don't actually care about you. They would be telling you to go outside, to talk to people, to get some vitamin D, to exercise when you're trying to get off of the, get away from the COVIDs. Stay away from the seed oils. They wouldn't be telling you all those things if they actually cared about you. Yeah, I don't think there's much seed oil in uh, stuff that Amish farmer is selling. I'm just Ooh. going out on a limb. I, I mean, it's hard to tell though. <laughs> Unless we had, you know, with, I haven't eaten it. Are you a doctor, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, or are you a nutrient? Do you work for the FDA, Andrew? There was a, a tweet. It had a, a picture of. Butter on one side. It said, uh, milk cream whipped. <laughs> and then it had uh, vegetable oil on the other side, and it went through the whole process of making it. Mm. And said, uh, you know, heart healthy on the, the vegetable oil <laughs> and dangerous on the, the butter. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the one where they have... Uh margarine on one side i think there's something else i think there's three things margarine butter and something else and uh a, they let go of a bunch of ants and they all yeah the eat, ants they, all go to the butter the ants yeah. just all eat the butter this, yeah. here's here's the food look at all this it's like like the rats that chose to eat the cardboard box rather than the cereal Here. <laughs> i missed that one that was, what kind of cereal I, was it oh i <laughs> I don't remember. It's all the, it's all bad. But does it matter? Well, we have we have uh, MMA fighter Joel Bowman. We talked about this before the show, but a little entremet, a little something different. Yeah. So this is 
It was on Fight Pass, which is UFC owned, but this was not a UFC event. So I think it's definitely gotten a lot more viral social media than people that saw it live. But uh, yeah, so this guy, he claims to be, and I clipped this part of it out, but he claims to be the one who sued the NCAA about the not being able to get paid for your likeness. Hmm. Uh, which I don't remember him being involved in that. I thought it was some other football players, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, he goes on to to make some accusations, which were interesting. Jimmy Kimmel, viral this. I fight to eradicate childhood malnutrition from the planet. And until they release the flight logs, you, the mainstream media, Hollywood, are all pedophiles to me. <laughs> Simple, concise, and to the point. Yeah. So that was. Thought that was interesting. Absolutely. The the UFC guys. There's another. Uh, well, he's that guy's not in the UFC, but the a former UFC guy, Andrew Tate, has been making a lot of waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys speaking out so much. Uh, Truth actually makes me want to watch MMA. I don't. I don't watch UFC or MMA at all. So, well, so Dana White's thing is you could say whatever you want. So he said, you know, you want to push Black Lives Matter stuff, go for it. You want to push conservative stuff like Colby Covington and push Donald Trump all the time, go for it. And then, so, you know, leaning towards. I don't know, free speech. And if you can uh, practically kill another human being in your underwear on television, then you can work for Dana White. Um, so it's a, you know, it's an interesting, it, it is an, it's a very libertarian feeling sport in some ways, I guess. But I, I remember the roots. I think we've talked about this before, but I, I remember the roots in the early 2000s when the whole thing was like it was like illegal almost everywhere they had to yeah. do it they had to go to canada yeah. they remember the octagon it was all chain link fence and it was and an, it's you know still who, an octagon isn't you it? you know who gave him a, a big uh break trump trump yeah so I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that it, but is most of the fighters now are not you know weren't part of that era no, but no but there's a lot of pro trump yeah MMA people partially because of that but yeah I remember it was all kind of backyard kind of thrown together so but my point is in bringing all that up is uh when it was chain link fence octagon kind of out it was they they couldn't find a place right they, they were like kind of guerrilla warfare like they not guerrilla warfare but like they were they, they had some fights in New York and boom New York banned them it's like, what are they going to do next? Oh, they're over, now they're over to Jersey, and they like they'd run around just different states that would allow them with their laws to actually have these fights. So, my point is, a beginning like that would sure make you libertarian, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where well, you're, and they you're, you're basically, you know, performing your job is illegal, basically. Yeah, I I started following MMA a lot more during the pandemic because they were the first sport back. That's true. And yeah. they, they they had Fight Island out somewhere in the Middle East. 
you know, <laughs> like they called it Fight Island. But hmm. um, and they were they were actually going to uh, do fights in California on an Indian reservation, and then basically they they got a call from you know Disney, which owns ESPN, saying you know no moss there so they ended up doing other stuff but yeah they hmm. went to florida eventually and <laughs> fight island in the middle east so sports sports is a weird thing it brings people together and it was you know people who wanted the sports uh, you called that at the very beginning I'll, I'll i'll give you credit where credit is due during the initial 2020 lockdowns and everybody being you know Lockdown. Uh, you said that one of the uh, crucial mistakes they made that they will never make again is stopping sports. Yep. Yep. That made way too many people pay attention. It's like yeah, because it's like, well, I got nothing better to do. What am I going to do? Read a book? Learn about <laughs> what's going on? Wait, wait a second. They're lying to us. <laughs> so yeah. Quick, quick, get, get the get the NBA on the phone. Let's uh, let's put them let's put them in Florida somewhere. Orlando, Orlando, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bubble. It's safe. It's, a, it's, it's safe. We'll it's, call it a bubble. It's, it's totally, it's we'll totally make safe. Wear masks on the bench. Let's have <laughs> NFL games with no crowd. Oh gosh, <laughs> whole season of NFL games with no no crowd. That yeah. was that was disturbing. By the way, I've watched football my whole life. I've watched more hours of football than any other sport by far. Uh, football with no crowd. Pretty disturbing. Football, yeah. basketball, playoff basketball with no crowd, almost unwatchable. There's no coming back from the break and the stands are going wild and it's like, you know, 20 yeah. seconds left on the clock and passing it in. There's none of that. It's all gone. Almost unwatchable. Now, as a as a golfer, you know, not having a crowd's not a not a totally unknown experience sure. there. Of course. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even high school sports, it was... That was part of the fun, was playing in front of a crowd. I will never, ever forget, as we were planning at this time last year to get our house ready to sell, I was getting ready to kind of tell my workplace, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm out of here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell my house. And thinking, you know, I think we should move. I think we should get out of here. I'm going to go back to Oklahoma everything's gone a little bit too crazy up here in Seattle for me. I don't think I could take it anymore. And then I think it was like a Saturday and Virginia tech was playing. I don't even remember. Are they playing oh, yeah. army or in like the enter Sandman, enter Sandman which they <laughs> sing at the beginning of all their, of all their, uh, Oh, that's a great clip. It's a, and, it, and it's the same thing. It's just, you know, no big deal. It's August, 2021. But they sing Inner Sandman to come back out, and they're going to play a uh, a game with a fully sold out crowd. Right, it was mask. the first first one with uh, the full crowd, no restrictions, or no restrictions, no yeah. nothing. And there's not a mask in the place, and people are going bananas. And yeah. I just like I, I literally like watched it probably five six times in a row with like tears in my eyes because at that moment that was like in seattle we it felt hopeless and right. i was just like 
this is it. I'm going to go home to be with my people, the people who care more about college football than all this baloney <laughs> they, leftist crap. They'll take their chances dying in a, in a yes. pandemic. Yes. <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> they're not going to give up on football. And I was like, I got to go home to this. I'm These Seahawks, you know, the Seahawks were basically, they had a vaccine mandate to see a game live, and then you had to wear a mask outdoors. I mean, I, I was all but done, buddy. That was, I was all but yep. done. I couldn't believe it. And so... Then I saw this clip and I just thought, I got to go home and see this. And sure enough, you know, that's where we move or not where we moved. And obviously didn't move to Virginia Tech, but we're back in the heart of college football land. And, uh, you know, Seahawks Stadium holds like a, a, a puny 68,000 pe- people or something like that. Uh, Sooner Stadium down there, uh, Memorial Stadium there in uh in Norman, they call it the pal- palace. People. Yeah, palace on the prairie. Eighty-six thousand people, almost ninety thousand people. So, yeah, in a very small town, in a much smaller I, town. I know than- the I know the number because people were showing it full of people and saying that's how many IRS agents they're going to hire. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, like, they're oh, not actually the, there, so it's, yeah. it's just sooner sooner fans for now. But it's not quite the biggest, but it's one of the biggest. Oh no, eighty six thousand. Eighty six thousand. It eighty six thousand is bigger than most pro stadiums. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah most, actually, probably than any pro stadium. But I think yeah, Michigan's a hundred thousand. Uh, Ohio most, State too. Yeah, Ohio State's huge. Yep. So anyway, I'm happy to be here. And uh, yeah, where college football trumps all. So <laughs> yeah, but it, it was—it's a weird feeling, right? It's just like there are some sports, and then there's like this camaraderie and the tribalness of the of the sports, especially the college football. But it there was a certain point where it was just like, yeah, yeah, we're done. Right, we're done yeah. with pretending that this isn't important and that we're not going to do this anymore. We are going to do this, so we're we're moving forward. Yeah, there's. I haven't seen any masks in even, uh, you know, my younger daughter's public school. Oh, that's no good. No teachers, no students. I haven't seen any. Actually, the, our our neighbor, um, his kid wears a mask out there waiting for the bus, but I don't know what school he goes to. Have. I feel like saying something to him, but they're... they're uh, Don't say anything to kids, man. Well, the, the, to the neighbor, but the, yes, the neighbor for sure. Hey, yeah, <laughs> couldn't help but well, notice that you had your son hook up his diesel. I've his I've talked to him a, a little bit, not as much as I should have, but they're um, they're not native. I'll put it that way. Oh, there you go. You know, I think it was Dell Big Tree or somebody I was listening to this week. It's like you know, I don't wear a mask. But I also don't like to take my exhaust pipe and hook it up to my air intake on my car. So, yeah, <laughs> it's about the same deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the masks in the schools. Hopefully not. Hopefully, hopefully not. I went to uh, Tulsa this last week. This this weekend actually, I went to Tulsa for a couple of days uh, with the, my sister and the whole family went up there, and we stayed for two days very interesting it's almost we we both both my wife and i commented that it was like we went to mike tater's wedding back in 2013 to the lovely joy 
otherwise known as Joy Tater, donator to the show, supporter of the show, she might even be listening. But we felt like Tulsa was very similar to Nashville circa 2013. Like it was oh, just about to blow up, kind of edgy on some parts, but also gentrified with all kinds of expensive coffee shops and artsy type of stuff. It's, it's a hipster vibe. It's, but hipsters always bring good food, good coffee. <laughs> you know, so. Well, because you can... The liter- they were, I don't know if they still are, were giving people $10,000 towards buying a house to come and work remote from Tulsa. So, really? Yeah. Bring in some hipsters. They that uh mission accomplished that so <laughs> what i was gonna say and the whole reason i even started this i had no idea that was the thing but that it adds a little bit of color and context to what i'm about to tell you some more masks in tulsa than i've seen at all in oklahoma anywhere uh, yeah i believe it it's gone very liberal so it seems it's very kind of hipstery but uh norman is a college town but it's also not really separated from the oklahoma city metro area so yeah. yeah i could see tulsa being more more that way my wife actually put it really succinctly i don't know we might get some arguments from listeners out there but she said that in a way on a smaller scale tulsa is the austin of oklahoma whereas oklahoma city is the dallas of oklahoma which you should see that there's a lot to that there's a lot to there there's a little a lot of smoke there. So, anyway, uh, you have a clip. Go ahead. With Tulsa, though, I think there's also a lot of kind of country club suburbs that are probably pretty conservative. But so yeah, it's weird. I mean, uh, as a kid living, I grew up in Bartlesville, which is 45 miles north of Tulsa. So Tulsa was the big city. I went there. I've been to Tulsa countless times, and. I always saw the good areas, I think. And there's some real bad areas, but there's also some good areas. And then over there by Gilcrease Museum, there's the, the what's the name? I always forget the name of this PGA course, the Something Hills. Oh, well, Southern Hills. Southern Hills That's, is there. They hosted the PGA Championship this year. Yes, yes. So Southern Hills is there, Gilcrease Museum. I mean, it's gorgeous. They have the best city park I've ever been to. We went to it. Uh, it's hands down the best city park I've ever seen. Have yeah. you seen Have you seen the Gathering Place we, or heard we of didn't, it? We didn't end up going there. We kind of were thinking, oh, maybe we could go there on the way back, and we were all sick and <laughs> what have you at that point, driving back from Branson. But, uh, but yes, I've seen online, I've seen video of it, what have you. It's wild. The, the Gathering Place or whatever. Yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. But Anywho, uh, yeah. That's uh, neither here nor there. You have a clip called "Sam Harris Debunks Heaven." Should we play that? Be- <laughs> should we play that before we get out of here, or what? What, what, what does that? Well, even, what does that even mean? So Sam Harris is the guy who the clip of him talking about he didn't care if Hunter Biden had oh god dead children in the basement like it was what still clip, worth it because huh? Trump is so evil that anything was worth it to stop Trump. But I thought in the same interview that this clip was even more egregious so yeah go ahead and play it the definition of hubris here we go like i'm not going to make magical magical claims about flying saviors who are literally going to come down from where where is heaven exactly given that we have 
you know, uh, multiple uh, telescopes up there, you know, beaming back, you know, tens of billions of uh, of years worth of of, uh, information. Oh, so there you go. There's no heaven because we've got the telescopes up there, too. Andrew, I'm going to ask a question that I probably shouldn't ask. Mildly embarrassed. I've seen all of these clips throughout the week and, and marveled at his candor to say that he wouldn't care if Hunter Biden had dead children in his yeah, basement. Yeah, I've never heard of this guy him. before this week, to be honest. But That was my question. Who is this man? <laughs> Apparently he's a, he's a big shot podcaster, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. But I, I actually, you know, I say I'd never heard of him, but I recognize him. Hmm. Like when I see a video of him, I've definitely seen him before. So yeah, he's a... You know, just the East Coast elite media dude who's with no self awareness. <laughs> like you're not supposed to admit that you rigged the election. Like that's not supposed to be part of what <laughs> what you did. But uh But he did it for good. He's one of the good guys. Didn't you know? He's one of the he has a shirt that says good guy. Yeah, yeah. So th- this claim though, I th- I thought it was interesting. Well, James, the James, the James Webb, man, the James Webb. There was, yeah, disproves heaven. There's no, no God heaven. because we've got telescopes up there that can see billions of years. So and we have vaccines that'll kill uh, viruses in a sink. Oh, yeah. yeah, never mind. So this, so a couple related stories. I, I, that was the segue. So this will, this will be quick. So this is your. Flat Earth propaganda of, oh, gosh, of the here day we go. here. So I, I have the I have the last story. Then I'm calling it right now. Okay, that's fine. I actually have an article I brought. So, so uh, James Webb Telescope reveals remarkable details on Jupiter. This comes from the Times.co.uk. Images of Jupiter, unlike any captured before have revealed breathtaking details about the solar system's largest planet including the path of its rings the power of its aurora and the ferocity of its storms taken by the james webb space telescope the world's most powerful astronomical instrument the images show jupiter as it looks in infrared light which is usually invisible to human eyes The data captured has been translated into visible light to create the composite images shared by NASA. So, uh, what do you know? It's not a picture, but this is, it's a composite image translated from infrared light that was captured by the magical space telescope when it's not busy looking 10 billion light years away. Okay, there you go. So, Clearly, a solid foundation to doubt the existence of a of a God of Jesus Christ being able to return. Uh, you know, so th- then the other one, I just wanted to say the headline. I don't think they realized that there is some irony in the headline. Uh, what on earth do the James Webb space photos actually show? What on earth? Indeed. <laughs> so I'd just say that's a on a on a less on a less pithy takedown note. <laughs> what, um, it, what it you, actually I, shows is an art intern's project. But yeah, <laughs> on a less pithy takedown note, I uh, I thought you were going to talk about there just 
the interesting story out of all this to me is that the Webb telescope or the Hubble or the, excuse me, the Webb compared to the Hubble is basically showing us that the universe is not expanding or contracting as they had previously thought. Oh, I'm and glad so you brought ha- that up. And we have, so we have astronomers, uh, who are laying away, you know, tweeting about laying awake at night, questioning if everything they thought was wrong, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. That is Less- the biggest sucker story I've seen, but I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. Why is it a sucker story? It's a sucker story because it's and a it's a telescope that doesn't exist talking about images that are made up by art interns that don't prove anything and then they're saying oh this changes everything look at the amazing discoveries of NASA sending the space telescopes billions of light years away like no it's a it's it's a bogus thing and then they'll say like oh well we figured out we were we were a little wrong about the big bang but it's actually this and yeah see science wins science always develops and space is yeah. fake well that's that's the truth when <laughs> when they start saying space is fake then then that's a story but yeah this is a yeah i i heard him bring it up on no agenda i'm like all right adam's gonna point out how bogus the web space telescope thing is and then he brought up that story i'm like oh man I thought that was interesting because that doesn't that lend more to a okay yeah, yeah. planted story. It's like right. it's like when when you tell you know it's kind of like a Hillary Clinton job where you you fight the scandal with this with the fake scandal that you can debunk. So you yeah. you know you don't let anyone question that you're actually sent a space telescope out there. You use the imaginary space telescope to then, uh, you know, change whatever claim you had before, but you don't really change it. You just, you know, it's, yeah. All right. Well, this concludes our flat earth propaganda section of the no, podcast. No, not yet. Oh. I have a clip. You got to play the, the. That's the only true flat Earth propaganda. Is that this clip? It's it's short. All right. Do, do, do. I believe I titled it. Oh no, I was going to title it uh, "Flat Earth Propaganda," but <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Our... Were you under the impression that seasons suggest that we're on a ball? <laughs> oh, dude, no. Seasons actually prove that the Earth is flat. Let me explain. So I'm supposed to believe that the sun is 93 million miles away from the earth and seasons are caused by the simple tilt of the earth as it orbits the sun? Yeah, there's a lot of problems with the heliocentric model, but this one's really obvious. The sun rays are coming in 93 million miles away again. Just just picture this. The rays are traveling through a space vacuum, 93 million miles, the warmth of the sun, 93 million miles. And I'm supposed to believe that the tilt of the earth causes winter and summer. And the angle of the light coming in does this. If the warmth from the sun is already traveled 93 million miles, I don't think it would care for the simple tilt of the earth. A couple hundred miles, throw a million on there. I don't think it would cause summer and winter. But it only gets worse the more I look into this model. 
The perihelion of any orbit of a celestial body about the sun is the point where the body comes nearest to the sun. It is opposite for the aphelion. The perihelion, us being closest to the sun, is in January. That's when I have winter. 91.4 million miles away. And the aphelion is in July. 94.5 million miles away. So I'm supposed to believe that during summer, we're farthest away from the sun and during winter, we're closest to the sun? But in reality, on the flat Earth model, the sun is just getting closer and farther away from the North Pole, causing seasons. For example, on the sun's most inner rotation around our flat Earth, that's when Alaska can see its 24-hour day. And Antarctica never can see a 24-hour day. Those videos are fake. They were done over, you know, three days. They took three different sunsets, laid them over each other. It's all been proven. But before you go on enjoying your night, remember this model spawned from the Big Bang, just a random explosion, okay? How is there so many sixes just perfectly lining up around this globe if it... So the the last part's visually 66.6 degrees and the 66... Yeah. So that part doesn't work, but... It, you know, I'd, I'd always wondered why you're further away from the sun in the winter, but or you're further away in the summer than in the winter. All right. This concludes our Flat Earth section of the <laughs> <Yes>. podcast. <laughs> We're now going to move on. I'm going to wrap it up with one article that I brought, and I won't even read the whole thing because it is now 12.30, and then kids got to go to school tomorrow. So this comes from a... Uh, periodical i like to read on a daily basis this is the <laughs> jewish excuse me the jewish telegraph agency so i like to check in on the jewish telegraph agency has it been around since there was an actual telegraph diary of anne frank diary of anne frank i don't know somewhere in the time phrase anyway so this is from the lifestyle section of the jewish telegraphic agency religion has a role at the economic forum this is by Rachel Pomerantz, and it is uh, dated February 5th, 2002. That's my birthday. I'm sorry. <laughs> Among the who's who of business and political leaders roaming the halls of this year's World Economic Forum was an unprecedentedly large contingent of rabbis, priests, and imams. The new members of the world's most elite clubs demonstrate that, especially since September 11th, Religion increasingly is seen as an integral force in economic and public relations. Excuse me, economic and political relations. What September 11th demonstrated more forcefully than ever is that religion can be terribly abused for violent purposes that can affect us all, said Rabbi David Rosen, director of interreligious affairs at the American Jewish uh, Committee and a participant at the Economic Forum. You have to strengthen the moderates who can make religion a constructive force rather than a destructive force, said Rosen. You can't ignore religion in terms of political and social process. In fact, the founder and president of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, was having breakfast with Rabbi Arthur Schneider at his Park East Synagogue in New York when two jets struck the World Trade Center, Schneider said. Oh, that's weird. Schneider, who heads up the Appeal of Conscience... He's got an alibi. Yeah, and a view (laughs) of the whole thing. 
Uh, Schneider, who heads up the appeal for the Conscience Foundation, a coalition of business and religious leaders in New York, had intended to discuss increasingly, excuse me, increasing the participation of religious leaders at the World Economic Forum. After the attack, the notion seemed even more urgent. With Schneider's assistance, Schwab decided to commemorate the world disaster by moving his forum, traditionally held in the Swiss ski resort of Davos, to New York City, Snyder said. He doubled down uh, he doubled the number of religious leaders to forty, including eight Jews. While Western nations have uh, distanced religion from public life in recent decades, the forum's new line is to embrace religion, understand its tradition, and glean wisdom for it. So just a little bit of uh <laughs> Just a little bit of uh, context for everybody out there. Uh, yeah, Cloud, I guess Cloud. that explains why uh, you know the Rick Warren meeting up with Francis Collins at Davos clip there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Instead of instead of uh, meeting in Davos anymore, the World Economic Forum moved their headquarters to New York, and uh, Klaus. They still is, meet in Davos, but yeah, the headquarters are in in New York now. So yeah, but I'm just saying. They moved yeah. the headquarters to New York, and coincidentally, this guy's having a, a breakfast in a high-rise <laughs> high uh, apartment uh, with a perfect view of the towers. So, huh? Yeah, that's, that's weird. That is weird. That it's you got me there. It's a periodical of the day. Yeah, yeah, the Jewish <laughs> t- t- tele- telegraphic agency. You're, like I said. Been reading it every day for for ten years, and you finally got a, a worthwhile snippet from it. So but, there you go. I mean, this this tw- I don't know. <laughs> Paid off. Twenty twenty years, Andrew. That was from two. That was from two thousand two. Two thousand two. Oh just, yeah. You, you just you had, still had it lying around. Yeah, it was uh, it's right next to the Epoch Times stack. <laughs> oh man. You got any words of wisdom for us, buddy? We gotta get out of here. We got to get out of here. Uh, what was the Chris Sky thing where he said, "Oh, permanent was it? Permanently defeated? Uh, they want you permanently defeated or per- some, something to that effect? Yeah. yeah, rinse and repeat, defeat. Yeah. So anyway, that was." Don't eat the bugs and don't be permanently defeated. Absolutely. That's good Good advice. Uh, also, if Alex Stein and Dave Portnoy are going to have a f- head-to-head fight, uh, I'm, I'm, out, I'm team, hashtag team Alex Stein all the way. Team Stein. So, that guy's awesome. <laughs> have you seen yeah. this? They're having a Twitter. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Do you see Stein do the, uh, I should play it. But Stein, uh, one of the uh, city council meetings, does a whole rap about Fauci. No, I don't uh, know how he does it, man. How do you stand in front of a group of people that hate you and just sing for like? Did you see the two one minutes? In the Las Vegas City Council where he he says this is the best city in America because I was out at four in the morning and there were people taking yes. the vaccine right yes. out on the street yes. on yes. Fremont Street. Yes, <laughs> right on Fremont Street. The people were interested in taking the vaccine. There was people taking the vaccine at one a.m. at night, yeah. and I think that's that's interesting. So, <laughs> all right, just as we're 
finishing up the show, John C. Dvorak spits out a substack. Any guesses on the title? Uh, God is real and space is fake. Joe Biden impeachment coming. So close. You think you were close. <laughs> Joe Very Biden close. impeachment coming. So, all right, guys. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you uh, want to support the show, go to uh, revelationsradionews.com backslash support. Any donations over $25 will get a free copy of Andrew's book. If you want to support us by shopping at the store with clothes and shoes and whatnot just email me at tim at timkilkenny.com thank you guys for putting up with us especially for this long and uh yeah words of wisdom are don't uh don't be permanently defeated and don't don't, eat the bugs and alex jones should we eat the bugs oh shoot (laughs) we're revolted by bugs because we're not supposed to eat bugs oh that explains wisdom it explains everything man all right man we'll talk to you next week have a good one thank you a copy of this podcast as well as links to each story covered are available at revelationsradionews.com to contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say- rolling across the picket line. Lay down, G.I., lay down, G.I. We saw it all through the 20th century. And now in the 21st century, it's time to stand up and realize that we should not allow ourselves to be crammed into this rat maze. We should not submit to dehumanization. I don't know about you, but I'm concerned with what's happening in this world. I'm concerned with the structure. I'm concerned with the systems of control. Those that control my life and those that seek to control it even more. I want freedom! That's what I want, and that's what you should want! It's up to each and every one of us to turn loose of just some of the greed, the hatred, the envy, and yes, the insecurities, because that is the central mode of control. Make us feel pathetic, small, so we'll willingly give up our sovereignty, our liberty, our destiny. We have got to realize that we're being conditioned on a mass scale. Start challenging this corporate slave state. The 21st century is going to be a new century. Not the century of slavery, not the century of lies and issues of no significance and classism and statism and all the rest of the modes of control. It's going to be the age of humankind standing up for something pure and something right. What a bunch of garbage, liberal, Democrat, conservative, Republican. It's all there to control you, two sides of the same coin. Two management teams bidding for control, the CEO job of Slavery Incorporated. The truth is out there in front of you, but they lay off this buffet of lies. I'm sick of it, and I'm not going to take a bite out of it. Do you got me? 
resistance is not futile. We're going to win this thing. Humankind is too good. We're not a bunch of underachievers. We're going to stand up and we're going to be human beings. We're going to get fired up about the real things, the things that matter, creativity, and the dynamic human spirit that refuses to submit. We're revolted by bugs because we're not supposed to eat bugs. Well, that's it. That's all I got to say. It's in your court.